Meat sweats is a biatch. <laughs> meat sweat. What is that about? Meat. I think sweat. he's referring to member to our when we were talking about being at the Bill and Ted drive-in, and I got oh. I got hot flashes <laughs> from barbecue. <laughs> oh shit! I was I like, the my sweats. mind went he's, somewhere completely <laughs> different. <laughs> meat sweats. <laughs> something i thought was really funny a friend of mine was watching the show the last show the zach first part of zach show and his his he texted me saying this is one of the funniest things i've ever seen i've never seen three geeks body shame michael myers as much as you guys are (laughs) (laughs) i used to be in really good shape too it's i just let myself go and now i'm body shaming myself it's, That's not, okay. it's not enough to body shame Michael Myers. You have to body shame yourself. Yeah. I mean, I'm who am I to talk? I probably would look as, just as bad as Wilbur did in that costume if I put it on right now. Uh, okay. Maybe not that bad. But <laughs> look at me go. You're like my tiny chef mug. <laughs> it's the tiny chef. Anyway, sorry. All right, here we go. Uh, so this is uh, episode 11. 11 yeah <laughs> welcome to episode 11 everybody you just did 16 you went like this oh did i yeah so 11 episode 11 everyone hi how are you welcome back hope you like the last one that's this crazy. episode goes to 11 this episode goes to 11 11 baby that's for Lawton. that's for my buddy Lawton. turning it up turning it up um well, why couldn't we just done 10 episodes and then 10 be the highest? I see what you did yeah. there. So we got a lot to talk about today. Apparently, the show is getting a little more popular because a little bit. we are getting more comments, more questions. It's starting to get to the point where we're actually going to have to start to get picky about which ones we read and respond to because otherwise, it's going to be three hours of us just responding to questions. If we don't get to your question, we apologize. Keep writing Sorry. in. I mean, that's why we're here, aren't we? For the for our, for our friends out there who who are inquisitive, want to know more about us, have questions. They're thirsty for knowledge. There is some questions in there that are starting to get semi-personal. Um, are they, yeah, there are, aren't there? Yeah. A, let's take it easy with the semi-personal things. You know, I guess it just depends on how much we're willing to share. Um, that's true. That's up to us. We control that. But yeah, you know, feel free to ask. The worst we can say is no. But we're going to do our best to cover a lot of stuff, a lot of your questions, a lot of your inquiries. And uh, what did we get, Sean? We got some free stuff. We got some free stuff. Some we did. gifts. We did. And uh, we are going to actually, Chris and I hung out last night. We went to the opening of the Sugar Mint Gallery Halloween. Uh, Haunted Haddonfield Halloween exhibit. exhibit. I was able to pass off the stuff to him that we had gotten the previous episode and we were able to exchange the things that we're going to talk about today as well. So he already has his stuff and I got my stuff and uh, we are going to talk about those. I got this in the mail yesterday. I ordered this online several months ago. It was an exclusive from uh, Super 7. It was a San Diego Comic-Con exclusive. Uh, Haunted Mansion reaction figures. Nice. Hitchhiking ghosts. Yeah, I mean, you know, they're 
they're they're what they are they're not amazing but they're they're cute and it was an exclusive and it was an impulse buy and i totally forgot i bought it and it showed up in the mail yesterday and i'm like what the hell is this and i'm like oh oh yeah i remember i bought those oh that's cool so that came in the mail it's a really cool guy named uh russell wagus wagus i don't know how to pronounce his last name he's he sent me stuff before really cool you'd probably want a set of these actually he made these custom halloween three trading card set and he Ooh. did them and he did them like all old school oh. i mean look how cool these are wow that's really cool and, yeah. you know, like the back, each one has like a, a fact on the back, you know. Sure. I sure. mean, dude, I mean, they're, they're great. It's a whole set. Wow, those are great. And he sent me a set also to give Tom Atkins, which since he sent it to me, I haven't seen Tom. Apparently, he had edited together some ultimate cuts of Alien and Phantasm oh. on DVD. And huh. he, he sent these to me just, just as a gift. His own little director's cuts of those. Super cut. Yeah, like I think Super he took cut. probably all the extra footage that was used in right. um, in Phantasm 4. Call it a fan cut. Fan cut. Very see, fan clever. Cut. Clever. Yeah, fan cut. I uh, got this in the mail from Scream Factory the other day. The new mm. Mask of the Red mm -hmm. Death mm -hmm. uh, Blu-ray. This is a keeper. Because I love me some Vincent Price. Mm, who doesn't um, this one's gonna get you excited i i heard that they had this exclusive at target and then i realized i don't own any of these on blu-ray so i decided to just go ahead and get it the rob zombie trilogy <laughs> house of a thousand corpses devil's rejects and three from hell ah, uh, steelbook exclusive right. to target okay um i like those films so mm -hmm. i i uh yeah i don't own them on blu-ray so now i do there you go. Exciting. Yes. Uh, also, a very good friend of mine, dear friend, mm. Amigo, gave me this really cool t-shirt. Oh. Oh, look at that. Uh. This Halloween Kills special effects makeup shirt. Crew shirt. How cool is that? Pretty sweet. Pretty sweet. And? We That's a sweet ass shirt. That's a sweet ass shirt, and we actually have an extra one in size XL yeah. that we will be auctioning off this coming Sunday, a week from today. We're we're recording this on the the 13th, so on the evening of the 20th, on my personal Facebook page, I'll be doing a live Facebook auction, and that crew shirt will be in the auction. Not that one, because that one I'll be wearing, but the size XL one. They're very rare. I I didn't order very many. How many think were made? Like 50? Less? I'd Less than that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Because I was pretty stingy this time around. There aren't very many of those left. I designed it myself and had them made. And so, uh, yeah, we're going to auction one off. That's awesome. So I had ordered these quite some time ago. Um, there's a This is the What Sean Bot Show. This yeah. Is the, I went crazy fine. this week. I went crazy you, this week. You broke out that fucking Daddy Warbucks wallet, man. You're you're not fucking around. I I bought so much stuff at Spirit Halloween. I'm gonna do a separate video because it, I'm. It would you just be sitting here the whole time? You're already sitting here watching me do this, but it's okay. Um, this I'm is fine. pretty cool. I think you're gonna dig these. Uh, there's I'm a, a tremendous name. amount of painkillers. So <laughs> I'm just kidding. Go ahead. Um, a guy named Ryan Dowell. I don't know if you've heard of the RyanDowellArt.com. He does these really cool old school vintage 
Halloween decorations. I ordered a bunch from him. Now, mind you, so slightly disappointed they were smaller than I expected. But then again, that's my own fault for not reading the fine print. But I uh, haven't opened them yet, but you can see them. Here's here's one. It's a jointed skeleton. Oh, cool. Jointed dancer. He's like a little Joint, clown guy. Jointed dancer. Can't call it a clown. Uh, hanging banner. <laughs> Can't really see it, but you can see it's got cool pumpkins. Cool pumpkins. I like that the pumpkins are, aren't so goofy and happy. Yeah. This one is a jointed skeleton. He's kind of like in a weird clown costume. It'd look a lot cooler if I took it out so you could actually see it. Right. Um, a bunch of cutout decoration set. You, know, you can see them in the picture. Yeah. Um, nice. And then he did... That's the cornucopia package. He did a Halloween 3 uh, set. Oh, lovely. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, you can see them in there. Is that the woman with the mouth blown open, spider yeah. coming out of her face? Marge Gutman. Yeah. And then he did all three of the trick-or-treaters. Who was Tom Atkins' wife at the time, wasn't she? Yes, she was. In she was married family. to the Silver mm -hmm. Fox. Yeah, look at that. I like that. Yeah, that's cool. Check him out if you're, if you're interested. RyanDowellArt.com. It's R-Y-A-N-D. Oh, I'll just put it on the screen. There anyway, go. good stuff. And uh, have you picked anything up or just the stuff we got? I picked up, you know, the, the big lots uh, ghost coming out of a pumpkin and the pumpkin with the witch hat, you know, that one that we showed on one of the last episodes. Yeah, yeah. the ones I picked I, up at Big Lots. I picked those up. I had to go to Big Lots, got those. And then I got a little ceramic pumpkin with the witch hat on it that lights up. Where'd That's, you get that at, at Big Lots? Big Lots. Okay. Yeah, it was super cool. So I got that. Uh, that's it. I haven't been doing a lot of shopping lately. Mm -hmm. Friend of mine dropped off something for me. Mm -hmm. uh, a friend of mine, Mike McCash, who is Mike McCash, special effects makeup guy on uh, American Horror Story. I worked with him for many years on on Horror Story, and and we're pals. And he lives down the street, so he dropped off something for me based on one of our shows. Oh, what's yeah, that? A little gift. You ready? Yeah. So wait, what's the story on that? <laughs> dropped off of a, remember when I said one of my get off my lawn things was I hate the chainsaw, yeah. loud chainsaws at freaking haunted parks. Yes. He thought it'd be funny to give me one because I hate him so much. Okay. That's my sense of humor. <laughs> so I might turn this into an ash wearable thing, you know. That would be cool. I'll put, I might, I might, I might rehaul this. I'm going to rehaul this toy chainsaw. You dropped that off. It's free. We got some gifts. Yeah. We got some cool presents from our, our friends uh, out there watching. I forgot to, to, I got this last night at the gallery. This awesome print, which I was super stoked about. I almost bought the original, but it was sold already. But this Cole Myers house, beautiful um, uh, painting from Alan DeLacio. DeLacio. Sean and I, we got gifts. Yeah. You one of them off. is... Uh, one of them is from Carlos Xavier sent us a, yes. a, a package and we. Well, he actually gave me two signed Angelica yes. Houston ice pirates photos. Carlos Xavier sent us something, he sent a little letter uh, with some gifts. He said, fellers, the signed Angelica Houston shots are for Sean. Meh. <laughs> There's two of them. Why does he get both? Meh. 
Um, the signed Psycho Clowns for Oscar winner, Chris. Little smiley face. It's very nice of you to refer to me. And you can split the disc. We'll cover that mm -hmm. once we get into it. P.S. Can you help me find a movie I saw as a kid? I remember it was about a killer skeleton come to life. And when exposed to water, skin would regrow. It might be from the 50s, I think. Rock on. Well, thank you, dude. And that, that movie is called The Creeping Flesh with Peter Cushing and Christopher Lee. It's called The Creeping the Creeping Flesh. Yeah, he sent us this stuff. So there you go. Thank you, Carlos. And what we thank decided you. to do is I didn't feel like I needed two Angelica Houston signed photos. So I thought I would give one of those to Chris. He was being very generous. I was being very generous. I honestly don't know the reference. If there's a reason you sent two Angelica Houston Ice Pirates pictures, I've never, to my knowledge, mentioned either. But I'm grateful either way. It's really cool. Yeah. She's a great very actress. Cool. Got my clown prints, all these prints he sent, which is very cool. Like and those. on the record here, the seven inch sealed, uh, like story time record. Seven inch. We, uh, we flipped for it. And I won. Sean won. Yep. So thank you, Carlos. We really appreciate it. That was awesome. Yeah. Thanks, dude. We got a letter here from Mike Johnson. Yep. The, the runner. Yeah, gold medal <laughs> just keeps on giving. The letter is, Sean and Christopher, you dirty animals, you filthy beasts. I don't know where that's coming from. Why my hygiene needs to be brought into this. I don't know. Filthy beasts. What did we ever, okay. Thanks for helping the fans with our weekly podcast therapy. The James Jew Courtney interview was awesome. As usual, I enjoy the witty banter, inside jokes, stories, and tidbits on all things horror. This is the best podcast of 2020. Wow. I mean, he, he, he ain't far off. No. There's been a lot of talk about getting free stuff. I have a donation for Christopher Nelson, Let the Healing Begin. I got a donation. Enclosed, you will find from my collection the Mondo Vision limited edition box set of the 1981 film Possession. There it is. Look at hey, that. That is cool. I looked, remember I told you I thought I had it? Yeah, you don't have it? I do. I just have a different, I have a different edition. Ah, uh, okay. I have this one. Mine's like a slipcase one. Right. Yours is like a cool box one. This is the Super Mondo. Look at this shit. It opens up. It's got a couple openings and it's got... Yeah book in there yeah I, I think maybe we might have the. it might be the same disc because this is also for mondo you just got like the more buff packaging right so yeah, what we're I, gonna do neither of us have seen this movie i bought this right. on a recommendation from a friend but i never got around to watching it so now we are both going to watch it and we will give you our review yeah of that you're easily and, uh, by boobies i apologize uh, that's that right there are nipples visible in this artwork all right. He says, I'm not sure if you guys have seen this. Art House meets Grindhouse and one of my favorites. It was also banned and named on the UK video nasties list. Carlo Rimbaldi did the special effects on the creature in the film and then designed E.T. the Extraterrestrial the following year. You just left. No, I was listening to you. I had to, my dog was in the <laughs> bed behind me and she was doing the, trying to scratch the spot to get the perfect image. Oh, perfect. gotcha. Okay. I'm like, I can't listen to this anymore. You're like, um, Chris is talking. I have to go. Yeah. I hope you enjoy, Christopher. I also want to thank you for your art and contributions. You're welcome. Thank you, sir. Can you please share a cool story about being on the set of Kill Bill sometime? 
Stay Wicked, Mike Johnson, the runner, a.k.a. Grindhouse Mike, Salt Lake City, Utah. Thanks, Mike. You're the man. We really appreciate that. And yes, I will share many stories about Kill Bill in the future, near future. I want to just give I one have, quick one? I have shit tons of them. One quick one for him? Throw him a one bone? One quick one? Got you a really cool box set. Paul Thomas Anderson, the director of uh, Boogie Nights and Hard Eight and Magnolia and uh, There Will Be Blood, you know, Paul Thomas Anderson, at the time was a friend of Quentin Tarantino, so he came to China. We were shooting part, part of... Um, Kill Bill in part one in China. I know China very well. China, 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 China. Uh, Beijing, to be exact. And when I was there for about four months, five months. And uh, Paul Thomas Anderson came for about a week to visit Quentin and hang out on set and watch and hang out with the crew. And we all got along well. And he would hang out a lot up in the KB room because I was working for KB Effects Group. We had our own room with all our effects and stuff ready to rig and stuff. And I had a couch in there and everything, kind of a lounge area. It was the cool lounge area of the movie and a lot of shenanigans. Some things I can't reveal, other things I, I could, but I'm not going to. But we hung out and it was super cool. And we went to the Great Wall of China. China, okay. Went to dinners and tromped around. Tromped around, tromped around. China? Beijing and um, uh, it was great. So it was really cool to hang out with Paul Thomas Anderson and get his his personality and what makes him such an artistic, cool guy. I could get into more details, but it might incriminate people and I don't want to do that. I'll give you one more tidbit. The eyeball that Uma Thurman steps on that she pulls out of, out of uh, Daryl Hannah's face in the trailer, when they have that big giant trailer fight, the eyeball that she throws on the ground and steps on and it squished, that eyeball was made about on the same day, about an hour before we actually shot it because we decided that it wanted to squish between her toes. And so I made it in the trailer with cellophane, cake icing, red yarn, and super glue. Boom. <laughs> so there you go. So there's a little tidbit. Wow. That's all I got. Well, let's get to the questions. Let's do it. We got a lot. Gabe Ya06 says, Y'all should do an episode with Tyler Maine. I've watched many interviews and panels with him. He's always entertaining and funny. Uh, Tyler is a great guy. I like Tyler quite a, quite a bit. Um, if he sees our ranking episodes, he may not be interested in being a guest on the show. Uh, but you know, hey, it, um, but no, uh, Tyler's a good guy, and I would love to have him on. He's he's done a lot of good work, and and I like what he did in Rob's films. As far as I do too, I do too. As yeah. far as what he did as mine, yeah. We have a long list of people we're bringing on i mean there's no shortage of guest ideas um i can tell you yeah it's backed up actually i don't i mean it, it is there's a lot of there's a lot of stuff we have lined up for you guys a lot of stuff and yeah. a lot of cool stuff and a lot of cool guests so hang in there we'll get to it live free or die he's back live free or die a lot of these names of these people their their little names on their thing they're all I, I was when I watched the episodes, I think that they sound like metal songs. Yeah. Like every one of them, you could, it's like a Judas Priest metal song. And this one is Live Free or Die. That's more like a Dawkins song. I don't know. How would you interpret it? I don't know. <laughs> All right. Good, good talk. Uh, he said, It's time for some merchandise. I would love a t shirt and some stickers to support my favorite show. 
Well, that's, that's, you know, it was funny as Chris and I were, I think we were supposed to talk about that last night and we forgot to, but, yeah. but we do need to figure that out. I mean, what would you guys like to see? Do you, would you guys like to see the logo that's at the beginning of our show on a shirt or a sticker? Would you like to see something a little more creative? Give us some ideas. Let us know what you want. Do you guys want pins, you know, like cool, like enamel pins, condoms with our faces on them? You just let us know what you want. Whoa. Okay. Yeah. My bad idea. Just condom with my face on it. All I right. Mean... Oh, awoken nightmare. <laughs> awoken nightmare. I'm just going to cruise. Awoken nightmare. When you're waking from a nightmare. All right. Uh, <laughs> I'm telling you, this works. Now, see, both of those could be docking songs. Awoken nightmare. Yeah, see? Uh, Sean and Chris, I love the podcast. Who is the one living celebrity you most want to meet but have not yet had the chance? And Ooh. who is the one deceased celebrity you most regret not getting a chance to meet? I got that right out of the gate. Okay. I got that. Living celebrity I've never met and I've always wanted to meet, Gene Hackman. Okay. Gene wow. Hackman. Better I'm get on huge, that. I'm a huge Gene Hackman fan. Uh, deceased celebrity I, I wish I could have met, John Casella. Who's that? You know who that is? No. He did four movies. There's a documentary about him. He plays Fredo in Oh, yeah. In Godfather yeah, movies. Yeah, broke my heart. That guy, he, that guy is an amazing actor. Wasn't he, he on Dark Day Afternoon? He was in Dog Day Afternoon. He yeah. did four movies, and all movies, all of the movies are classics. What are the other two? Godfather, Godfather Two, uh, Dog Day Afternoon, and The Conversation. Ah, and all amazing movies, all classic, iconic films. And he was an amazing actor. And there's a documentary about him. It, I highly recommend it. It's really, really. Even if you're not really familiar with him. You will be, you'll know him. You, you'll know his face when you, when you Google him right now. I wish I could have met that guy. That's where my head went. I can't narrow it down to one. I can rattle off a few. As far as yeah. living, Steven Spielberg, George Lucas, Harrison Ford, Dan Marino, Gary Payton. Right. Last two are sports guys. Um, my favorite football player, favorite basketball player. Deceased, Donald Pleasance. Would have loved to have met Don Pleasant, Stanley Kubrick. Those two pop in my head immediately as, as people I would have loved to have a chance to meet. Yeah. I know there's tons more, but this is, you know. Oh, me too. Yeah. The list, right is, the, top of my head. the list is long. Could go on and on. Gordon Jump. Met him. Did you meet Gordon Jump? I have a Gordon Jump story. I was joking. Fuck off. I always throw Gordon Jump out because I love, A, the name. You said Gordon Jump in an earlier episode, and I yeah. didn't catch it until I was editing it. And I was like, oh, <laughs> shit, I could have told my Gordon Jump story. Well, now I get to tell it. Oh, awesome. Literally walking distance from my house is yeah. 31 Flavors, Baskin Robbins. This is probably 20 years ago, maybe mm -hmm. maybe a little less. I walk into Baskin Robbins, and there's Gordon Jump buying an ice cream. No shit. Yeah, and I was like, and I knew his name. I, I was like, Gordon Jump, and which I think he was – not used to people knowing his name it was like oh right. you're the guy from wkrp yeah. or you know yeah. yeah and uh he's such a nice guy obviously yeah. long before cell phone cameras so i right. didn't i just had a few so moments. so gordon jump was hanging out in the oc i don't know if he lived here that's maybe, great maybe that's really there. that's really wild 
that's i i know all those guys names that's i'm like that's one thing i can i don't know a lot of people like now if you go you know the actor on the i wouldn't know who it is i know gordon jump nipsey russell fucking jimmy jj walker all the flip wilson all these like weird like (laughs) actors from the 70s and 80s that i'm like yeah i know who that is steve wade Sean and Chris just want to say I really enjoy this podcast and want to thank you both providing this awesome content to the fans. Question for Sean. Do you own the Nightmare on Elm Street board game that was released in 1989? I stumbled upon one in an antique store years ago and never knew it existed. It's pretty much a knockoff of the game Clue, but it's still pretty cool to own. I actually used to own it. I think I got it when I worked at Spencer's, but I don't know what happened to it. I don't have it anymore but I used to have it. Let's see, Chris, I recently discovered that you worked on Warlock, the Armageddon. Ah. (laughs) So cool. Those effects blew my mind as a young teenager because I remember them being pretty graphic. What was that experience like? Also, tell us about your Telecaster and Marshall setup. You both should do an episode on your musical gear. Thanks again for everything you do in the horror community. Stay safe, guys. Thanks, Steve. Uh, Steve Wade. Thanks, Steve. That's uh all right. Fuck off, um, Wade. Anyway, had to throw off. <laughs> that was around the time that had to be what the early '90s, and that was around the time when I had just done, I think, Return of the Living Dead three, and uh, Dark Tide. All these low lower budget horror movies that I did back in the early '90s, and uh, that one was uh, Anthony Hickox directed it, I believe. I got called in to do reshoots for it. Uh, to build a bunch of effects uh, that that I guess they either didn't have time to do it or they didn't turn out the way they wanted it to. So they did reshoots. And I went to a soundstage and did a bunch of gags of like the warlock melting and, you know, all this stuff. So it was was quick, down and dirty, in and out, uh, a bunch of gags that I did for that. That was my involvement in Warlock 2, the Armageddon. I don't think I've ever seen the movie, actually. There it is. You can get the Warlock trilogy from Vestron. <laughs> what uh, year did that come out? 93. Yeah, same same year or two I did all those other movies. And uh, so, yeah, that was my involvement in Warlock 2. As for my gear, yeah, I got a Marshall half stack over here. My Telecaster is a Fender, it's a Joe Strummer signature signature model. Uh, he, ha- he came out with his own... Uh, thing before he died i was a huge clash fan and a huge joe strummer fan not only his music with the clash and uh solo and with the muscaleros but but just as a person and and his his conviction of life and rebellion and 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 everything i i really learned a lot from joe strummer when i was young so so i never met him i i that there's one i wish joe strummer um God, I would I would have loved to. Uh, so yeah, that's my that's my tele my Joe Strummer Telecaster. I'm not a big fan of Telecasters or Fenders, um, but this 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 thing sounds amazing. Uh, uh, this Telecaster. I'm a more of a Gibson guy, Les Paul, uh, SGs, things like that. So, uh, but yeah, that's I that's have my a gear. Telecaster right there, and I have a Les Paul right there. So there anyway. Go. Lee Griffiths says, hey, both. His name is Lee Griffiths. I like how everyone is dream warriors. We're going to do that. When you have been on a paranormal walk through a property, what's the most unexplainable thing that has ever happened to you? Great show is all. The only paranormal uh, 
quote unquote paranormal walk thing I've ever done was in New Orleans when I was working on one of the seasons of Horror Story. It was my birthday and my good friends, Aaron Kruger and Mike McCash, uh, for my birthday, took me on a haunted tour, you know, like a haunted thing. And what's great about New Orleans is that you can drink the entire time. What you did was you went to a bar, got drinks, drank, started the tour. And during the tour, you would stop in and get booze. And like, you know, in New Orleans, they have those, the, the frosty kind of slurpy booze. Mm-hmm. It's like a Slurpee, but there's booze in it. And so I got completely obliterated. But yeah, I went to a haunted tour in New Orleans, which was horrifying and fascinating. But uh, nothing weird happened other than me probably falling down and pissing myself. You? I've done a couple, never saw anything. Um, uh, however, I did do one in the Stanley Hotel and then stayed in the Stanley Hotel and something unexplained did happen in my room. And uh, I have so many jokes for that. It's unbelievable. Something unexplained really? happened in my room. Sorry, really? go ahead. Yeah. Bro, I was in bed, my ex-wife at the time, we were both in bed, and all of a sudden, this flash of light happened. I mean, like, dude, like, somebody had a big flash pot. The only place it could have come from was the window, right? So I look out the window, but we were on the third floor, and there was nothing around. And it's just weird, unexplained, weird. Fl- I mean, it was intense. And we both saw it. So who knows? Mm. Next is Wade Dillon. Fuck off, Wade. Wade Dillon. What's up with all these Wades? I don't know. Wade, Wade Dillon. Sean, Chris, loving the podcast. Great surprise seeing part two of JJC after coming home from work. One to two hours is a perfect duration. As I have been enjoying y'all's get off my lawn moments, Sean, I have a question for you. Considering you represent actors at horror and comic conventions, what is your biggest pet peeve when it comes to fan interaction? Oh boy, here we go. Here's a get off my lawn. Um, I've seen some awkward shit go down myself. Keep it up, guys. Okay. I could do a whole episode on yeah. shit that happens at conventions and awkward fans and pet peeves and you know, the thing that pisses me off probably the most are these people that come up to the table and just don't listen to you at all. Uh, and it happens it happens the most when you get with, into the criteria of working with a bigger celebrity like, say, Norman Reedus. These people that come up to Norman's table, the way we have it situated is they have to come to me first. I'm the guy taking the money and figuring out what it is they want. Then right. they have to go to the next person who's going to make sure that they're getting what they just paid for and and right. and and they're the one that's going to try to keep it moving along as well because some people can be long-winded and mind you the people who are the biggest pain in the asses hands down are the ones that don't buy anything and i think hmm. it's because they feel like they ain't got nothing to lose if you're walking up with something like oh i want to get i want to get this autograph that's like okay blah 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 here take you know you go down you go over they go in front of Norman or whomever, and they're like, oh, yeah, who's this made out to? Talk? And they're having some small talk, and it's signed. And when it's handed back, it's kind of like, okay, this this is over. Right. And, it, you know, you've had your moment. Well, when you're not getting anything signed, you're just like, you know. And I'll tell you right now, the one thing a celebrity at a convention does not want to hear, the first thing, the, the phrase they don't want to hear is, oh, I just want to say hi. <laughs> Because guess what? They never fucking just want to say hi. Right. Because they'll come up to me and I'll be like, what can I get you? Oh, I just want to say hi. Okay. 
you know, you, you can say hi. So you can get, so you can get in a line without buying something. I didn't know you could do that. Yeah. Well, you, people come up to you at conventions and just talk to you and don't buy something, you know? Right. But I mean, I don't get fucking lines. Like if you're well, normally, you're going to get in a line and wait just to go, how's it going? This is something you have to understand. A lot of people put this off on me, the agent or the celebrity. Mm -hmm. you know, a lot of these guests have guarantees and mm -hmm. that means that the celebrity has agreed to come do this event for a set amount. Like they're basically guaranteeing you're going to make X amount. If that person doesn't make X amount, the promoter then comes out of pocket and pays the difference. So the promoter wants to make sure that they're going to hit that number. Otherwise yeah. it's going to come out of their pocket. So a lot of times the promoter will say only people that are allowed in line is if you're buying something that happens, but that's not my call. That's a promoter's call. Right. You know, my job is to get, Norman there, take care of him or whomever the client is that day, take care of them and make sure that that process goes smoothly. However, things are done with tickets being sold and line control and all that shit. That's nothing to do with me. So sometimes that does happen, but most of the time you can go up and say hi. And those people will come up to me and go, yeah, can I get you something? Oh, I just want to say hi. Okay. Well, you know, you can go over and you can say hi and they'll go, Hey man, uh, so what was it like working with uh, blah, blah, blah? <laughs> and to be like, oh, yeah, that's cool. Yeah. And then, you know, and like, yeah, it's, like so that Chris, it's like that Chris Farley skit that they used to do on yeah. Saturday Night Live. It's like <laughs> yeah, totally. And, yeah. and they'll just keep talking and they'll just keep talking until we have to step in and go, okay, I'm, you know, we need, we've got a huge line here. We got to move it. And then, of course it sucks for the people that are in line that are going to pay they're having to wait for this person to, you know, just, and then, you know, what always fucking happens that drives me insane. Then they'll be like, okay, all right, to get a quick selfie. Right. And it's like, and we've already said numerous times, there's no photos, you know, for like Norman, for example, his lines are so long. We can't do selfies. We only do the pro photo ops. Right. But, and they've been told they've seen the signs they've been told, but then they right. try to, can we, can you, you know, they try to guilt the, the celebrity into doing it. Right. I've seen every trick in the book. I've seen yeah. every fucking trick in the book. Get off my lawn. Film Effect Ed said, how goes it? Hope all is well. I love this show and look forward to it every Wednesday. It really helps with personal stuff going on. I anticipate at least getting an hour and a half to hang out with my friends. That oh. being said, I wanted to ask Sean if he remembers a horror convention in Gettysburg, PA called Horror Find. Was wondering whatever happened to them. They quietly just stopped years ago. I also wanted to ask Stanley Uris if he had any ghost ship stories. Who's Stanley Uris? I don't know. I worked on ghost ship. Is he referring to me? Uh, maybe, yeah. But then he says, I know Scream Factory is doing a collector edition Blu-ray for it. You should Damn. get Christopher on there. Horror Find, yeah, I used to go to Horror Find. Long story short, the last show that he had, the promoter's name was Mike, was really bad. And I hear he lost a lot of money. He didn't pay guarantees to some clients that needed that, that uh, should have been paid. He also didn't pay the hotel bill. And myself and some of my clients got phone calls from the hotel trying to get us to give us credit card information to pay for the rooms that he was supposed to pay for. Um, then he disappeared and just the show was over. And then I heard he passed away. Oh, um, wow. I don't know. I want to say maybe he took his own life or something. 
Jesus. You know, the crazy thing was it was a top tier show that just suddenly went south. I think the guy was having all kinds of personal issues that were colliding with just a bad show. And anyway, yeah, sad. Yes. Anyway, uh, Ghost Ship. The only thing I had to do with Ghost Ship, it was, I guess it was a lot, was I went down there with Howard Berger uh, to Australia. Uh, we shot that, I believe, up at a studio in the Gold Coast and uh, had a great time. It was a tough show. It took quite a while. We, we did the whole scene in the very beginning of the movie where everyone's dancing and this cable wire, you know, shoots through uh, across the entire dance floor and cuts a bunch of people in half and heads off and stuff. So Howard Berger and I did that by ourselves, just two of us, all those gags and bodies and things. We went down there with a plethora of, of just generic bodies uh, that we rigged with blood gags and magnets and wardrobe and sliced this and did that and shot it all. And it was a hard shoot, but uh, super fun. Yeah, I just revisited that not too long ago. And I remember thinking that scene was so badass until I rewatched it. And <laughs> yeah, right. How bad yeah. the CGI is. Yeah, uh, yeah. The CGI ruins everything you guys did. I mean, yeah, yeah. Really yeah, we we did a shit ton of, of practical stuff for that. It looked good too because I was there. I mean, I, I look, I'll, I'll I'll be the first guy to tell you if a gag doesn't work. I'll be the first guy to go, yeah, they covered that up because it didn't work and it looked like shit. But um, we did a lot of really cool stuff for them for whatever reason. I think also at that time in movies, that was around the time where stuff started. The CGI started trying to take over. Or they thought that that CGI did look better than practical stuff. The filmmakers did, even though it didn't. I think there wasn't a a keen eye yet that had been developed with the combination of CG and practical. Not yet. It was early stages of all that stuff. So, so that's, I think that's why they did that. Danny Donata. Danny Donata. Oh, People should be thankful for this show as it breaks up the monotony of 2020. Cheers, fellas. Thanks, Danny. Uh, oh. Oh. What does the pop say? Says. What does the pop say? That sounds like an 80s what new wave. What does the pop say? Uh, no. I went in the 80s new wave. <laughs> so you went in. What does the pop say? <laughs> what does, the, what does pop? the pop say? My dad. All right, go ahead. Uh, really wish I could have met three of the three of you in Orlando next month. Uh, he's talking about at that fan phantasm. We were supposed oh, to. Oh right, we were supposed hopefully to. Hopefully next that. year. Hopefully you'll meet us next year. Well, yeah. You know, we hope. But this sort of kind of makes up for it. Also glad to hear when either Crypticon KC or Crypticon Minnesota gets mentioned. Sad to hear Shout Factory hasn't responded to you about being guests. Would Brad Dorif or Eric Freeman be possible as future guests? Keep up the amazing work and love for this show. Thanks, Pop. Thank you. Uh, Brad Dorif is an odd dude. I I highly doubt we could get him on. I mean, you never know, but he's a he's a character. Uh, Eric Freeman, I kind of know, and I'm good buddies with his manager, so that's a possibility. Uh, do you know who Eric Freeman is, Chris? Nope. He was the garbage day in uh silent night deadly night too he was like oh, okay yeah okay yeah <laughs> that would be funny 
TCE author says, Hey, Sean and Christopher, I will look forward to these episodes every week. Perfect way to end a long work day after the wife and kids go to bed. Love hanging out with you guys and reminds me of the better days with old friends long gone. On the subject of Halloween 2018, I didn't mind the Sartain development, but I agree it felt like it came out of nowhere and left just as quickly. Hearing Christopher talk about the bits of that subplot that were cut, I'm very interested to see that now and wonder if it changed my mind on the storyline. Thank you guys so much for taking the time out of your day to do these shows. I know editing is a painstaking process, so special kudos to Sean for putting up with all of that and keeping our horror spirits lifted in these trying times. And finally, quick fanboy question to both. What's your favorite non-franchise slasher movie, meaning Halloween, Friday, Nightmare, Chainsaw, etc., are all off the table? Well, thank you for the kind words. Do you think that if he got to see that subplot, it would really change his opinion much? Uh, yeah, I do. I think it would change a little bit. There was a little more extra stuff that gave it, gave it a little, the stuff sprinkled throughout the movie that gave, would, would have given that a little more context and stuff, but I don't think it, it'll ever end up, you know, I don't think you'll ever end up seeing that. I don't know, but I could be wrong because we're still seeing new versions of other Halloween movies to this day. So, yeah. you know, you never know. Non-franchise slasher. I have one. I was going to say Psycho, but that's a franchise. It is a franchise. What's yours? Terror Train. Oh. I I have a real soft spot for Terror Train. It happened at a perfect time in my life. I was 10 years old. Mm -hmm. I saw it at a theater in Vegas. I was visiting a friend that had moved to Vegas, and uh, it just scared the shit out of me. And I love, to this day, I still love the concept of him changing costumes at a Mm -hmm. costume party. And mm-hmm. they were all cool masks. And uh, I just love that movie. That's cool. I would say mine would be Maniac. I consider that a slasher movie. Yeah, no, it is, for sure. That movie, when I saw it, it was just, it was so gritty and cool and dark and weird and nightmarish. And I love that movie. What was it about Elijah Wood's performance? Oh, shit. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Joe Spinell, I know. <laughs> I did not like the remake. You I know what? I, I actually I, liked I didn't sit through it, but I no, liked I wasn't it. In really? I did, but as a completely different movie. It's, it didn't seem like it was trying to be the same movie at all. Oh, they shouldn't have called it Maniac. They should have called it something else, but but I think it would have been better. But uh, the original Maniac, I think, is probably my favorite non-franchise slasher. Dandy Deal said, hey, guys, I just wanted to express... Dandy Deal. Sorry. I'm going to be here all day. I know. <laughs> As you try to sing everybody's names. I know. Go ahead. Hey, guys. I just wanted to express my sincere gratitude and appreciation for the show. I am an artist myself, and there are times when life puts a stop to being creative with my work and my personal life. But your show, your approach to fans, and your love for horror movies break that non-creative wall and allows me to relax and feel more like myself again. Thank you, Sean and Chris, so much for your dedication to the show your love of movies, and your greatness. You guys are the best. Thank you so much, James. You're welcome. Thanks, James. You're welcome. Yeah, man. That's why we do it. Those are the kind of comments we like. Yeah. Very nice. That was super nice. Boogeyman Ben's back. Boogeyman. He's the Boogeyman Ben. He's coming around the band. Boogeyman Ben. Yeah. Boogeyman Ben. All right. (laughs) And he's a Boogeyman Ben. 
so that should be like a Nick Cave song or total something. Nick Cave song. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you all so much. JJC really seems down to earth. Nice hearing him speak about his experiences, especially that he was a tour guide at Universal Studios. I have a YouTube channel, and I will make sure to give this pod- podcast a shout out in my upcoming video. I would love to do what I can to help get the word out so that the show gets more views and subscriptions. This show really has become the bright spot in my week. And I thank you both for all your work you put into it. Best always, and thanks for being awesome. Well, thank you, Boogeyman Ben. Thanks, Ben. That's really nice of you to do that shout. I appreciate it. Chris LPO2. Not going to try to sing that one. Chris and Sean, love the podcast. Thank you for bringing it to the fans with no agenda, just good times. I have a few questions. Have you ever considered doing the show at the same house together? Well, that was that was originally the original plan. Uh, yeah. But you know what? Now that we've kind of gotten used to doing it like this, I think yeah. this is easier. Um, I, I agree. Yeah. Um, but, but, I mean, it doesn't mean we can't. I mean, we actually did shoot a little episode, a little kind of different outside of the norm episode where we were in the same place last night. So if you saw the thing of us at the Sugar Mint Gallery, so we were in the same place. I would love to see Daniel Harris and Scout Taylor Compton on the show sometime. Thank you, Chris, Seattle, Washington. Yeah, I mean, Danielle's a good friend. Uh, We could definitely have her on. Scout, I also know that's a possibility as well. Christina McPhail says, love the show, guys. It was so cool to hear Chris talk about Sorcerer because it's one of my favorites, but none of my friends have ever seen it. I tried to get them to watch it, but they somehow are impervious to the charms of Roy Scheider. How the <laughs> fuck? That's what I'm reading. She said, how the fuck? <laughs> um, uh, listening to you two makes me feel a little less alone during these craziness, almost like I'm hanging out with friends or eavesdropping on much cooler people who I would desperately want to be friends with. I'm currently writing a story about a special effects makeup artist, so getting little glimpses into that world is such a treat. I would love to be able to pick your brain so I could write an accurate portrayal because I really respect the work you do. Well, you know, Chris does makeup too. Um, and uh, I'm funny, you know. See what you did there? Uh, yeah. Uh, See what you did there? I think you're magic. She's, she's talking about you, Chris. You're magic. Got to Sports believe up. I am magic. See what I did there? Uh-oh, Chris is magic. Uh-oh, I'm magic. Unfortunately, much like the DMV or the airport, Google is a lawless wasteland and it's hard to find reliable information. Sorry for this novel of a comment. I'm a verbose motherfucker. Thank you both. Well, first off, I think we're both just in shock. We have a female listener. That's I know. Um, <laughs> exactly. It's like, is that a girl? Let her in the clubhouse. Let her open the door. I was more like, who let the girl in here? (laughs) (laughs) She doesn't need a secret knock. Let her in. Only room for one lesbian. (laughs) That's me. (laughs) There's Um, a girl that likes us. Wow. So I don't know. She didn't really seem to have a, a, a question, but more like she likes listening to you talk about the makeup stuff because it's giving her a, a little more insight into what she's trying to do. Oh, thanks. Thank yeah. you. That's nice. Well, I'll try to give you more. Uh, I don't know what you're looking for. Well, I think um, we got some earlier today. Uh, fucking yeah. And cake uh, fucking frosting. You, you told you just kind of gave a little how you did an eyeball. I did. I'll yeah, never watch was... that scene the same now. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think anybody will. But yeah, it's uh, that's really nice of you. Thank you. I'm still numb that there's a girl in the room. 
Yeah. I don't know what to say. I'm it's nervous like, now. It's like when like you're, I know. It's like when you're young and you're first talking to a girl and you're like, I brought a jacket because it's cold. They just stare at you, that weird, awkward thing. No, so. kid, kids nowadays won't understand what that is. No, they won't. Because they just, you know, it's all done here. It's like, you know, swipe, like, poke, blah, blah, blah. And oh, then, I guess oh, you're right. Like yeah. me done, we should sex, you know. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Not like in back in the day where you had to actually have nuts to walk up to someone and go. That's true. Gone, yeah. Yeah. And, and stalk them enough to know if you have anything in common. Actually be able to develop social skills. Exactly. Know? Right. Now it's just you, you, you know, you swipe left and you're at a rainbow party in a closet. Exactly. Back in our day to get to one of those, you know, what we had to go through. <laughs> what? <laughs> Peaky bastard. Oh, Ooh, the peaky bastard. Peaky bastard gaming, actually. Peaky bastard gaming. Peaky bastard. Um, yeah, peaky bastard. Yeah. Question for you, Chris. Yeah, oh, I'm talking like that. Uh, and it's really, and it's related to his framed masks behind him. Mm. I guess domed. I'm useless when it comes to searching online for one, as I can never put the right description in the search. What are they actually called as I plan to display a few bits myself but can't find shit? LOL, your help will be appreciated, mate. Love you both. And I always look forward to each episode. Hello from the UK. And by the way, and Sean, I miss you, man. Um, I, well, Peaky Bastard, wow. I don't, I, I would say, oh. I, you, but I don't know who you are, but oh, we probably geez. met. We probably met at a convention in the UK, I'm assuming. During editing this, I figured it out. It's my good buddy, Luke Morris. Miss you too, pal. So I'm, is he asking where you get your domes? Maybe? I think these, yeah, my well, domes. Mystic Museum, right, wouldn't it? I get these from the Mystic Museum in Burbank, California. I think they're, I, I, the official name for them, I'd have to look it up, but I, I think they're like display domes. I think they're used for like taxidermy and like, you know, for display of that kind of stuff. But I think they're just called like display domes or something like that. I think. Yeah. If um, you, if you search on doll collecting websites, yeah, they, they, yeah. a lot of them are used for putting like dolls in and mm -hmm. you can also get custom cases made. I know Tom Spina, Tom Spina, Tom Spina. designs, he, he uh -huh. makes custom cases for displays. Um, you can look him up, Google him, uh, his yeah. company. I think it's just under Tom Spina Designs, but he runs Regal Robot, which does all that Star Wars stuff. He's a good friend. He's a good guy. The Everscathed. Now, that sounds like uh, like an emo band, the Everscathed. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Since we're talking music. Great show, guys. I've been a fan of Sean since the very first Horrors Holograms episode, and I've gone as far as to purchase another copy of a movie I already owned just to get one with a new HHG on it. Boom. Gee, are you hearing that scream factory? People rebuying shit just because my shit's on it. Just saying. More like lame factory. No, I'm just kidding. No. <laughs> <You're> <laughs> we'll cut getting, that out. You're never we'll, getting anything from that. We'll, cu <laughs> we'll cut that out. <laughs> yeah, I'm totally. That's how I'm going to open the show. <laughs> um, let's see. Uh, I didn't realize I was such a big fan of Chris Nelson's until this podcast started up. I'll admit it. After the first episode, I went to IMDb and checked Chris out and my jaw hit the floor. He's made so many of my favorite movie memories come to life over the years. Well, now I know and a wrong has been righted. Thanks for your show. The chemistry of you two guys together is fantastic. Cheers and keep up the good work. I now have something to look forward to every Wednesday. W. Frickenstein, the ever scathed Chicago. 
little well, chai town shy town little chai town yeah thanks that's you. nice thank you yeah. wow bernie maddow says really awesome vid thank you sean and christopher and james appreciate you guys omg now all i'm seeing when i look at sean is a middle-aged lesbian lol okay i know what i see all the time for the record i am middle-aged i am a lesbian so <laughs> i mean so nailed it nailed it so winning chris snyder thank you guys so much for having a little fun with my comment it made my day keep up your awesome work i have a question for you both what was your dream job when you were growing up now, i don't remember his specific comment i probably should have looked into that but we always have fun with everybody's comments so yes of course dream job growing up i mean did you get it i mean you were uh, i'm doing it yeah <laughs> i'm one of the very few lucky people in the world that i'm doing my dream job Worked hard to get my dream job. It didn't just fall in my lap, that's for sure. But uh, yeah, I'm doing my dream. The only other job I would, I, dream job, I would love to be a musician, like a professional musician. That's my only other thing I, I would say. Well, that was my dream job, was being a musician. I, and that's what I worked at from the late 80s to the early 2000s. And then I realized that the rock star dream was probably not going to happen. So I kept pursuing things I loved, which was mm -hmm. the horror genre, and here I am. So I, I do. Your job's pretty dreamy. No, this, I do consider this a dream job, but was this what I was going for as a kid? No, that wasn't. Um, but I'm very happy. Eric Eltringham said, I have a question for you and Christopher. What cars do you drive and what is your dream car? Eric, it's a strange question. Do you want to say what you drive or is that? No, I don't really want to say what I drive. I drive a black SUV. And I drive a white SUV. So there you go. <laughs> My dream car? Honestly, there's three that come to mind. Starsky and Hutch car. The Mach 5 from Speed Racer. The cartoon Speed Racer. Or the Batmobile. The 60s Batmobile. Those are my dream cars. For me, I would say the van from the 70s film, The Van. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> I would love Ooh, or Christine. That just reminds me like the Christine yeah. car. I would that's that's a dream car. Anyway, I sorry, would love ahead. to have a tricked out 70s van with like a fucking bed and a fridge and the shack. With the little bubble, bubble window and the Viking window. painted on the side, like the fucking Frisetta Viking painting. Full Frisetta Viking style <laughs> heavy metal on the side, you know. Mm -hmm. I would love to have something like that. And I've mm -hmm. almost bought one before. Uh, other than that, maybe like the Hemi Cuda from Phantasm. So. Oh, yeah. that. Oh, yeah. That's a good one, too. Oh, the list is endless. Frank Riker says, Chris and Sean, would you rather go back in time to see the start of your family line or go to witness the day of your death? Jesus. A really fucking weird, dark question. <laughs> Dude. I'd really rather see neither. I really don't. I don't want to. Yeah, I don't want to see either. Of them. I don't. I don't really have any desire to know no. either. No, it's hard enough to live in the present. I don't want yeah. to think about that shit. Especially if you go to see the day you die and it's in like a week. No. <laughs> you know. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Or how you die. Yeah. Then you, you just know, like on it and run your last week. Right. You have a stroke while taking a shit on the toilet, and you know they find you. You pull an Elvis. Mix C Horror and Pop Culture says, another great wow. episode, Sean. I spy a new addition added to the channel, a Telco Frankenstein monster. Pretty rad. 
right there. Halloween Daily News says, thanks for the shout out and kind words, guys. Well, where's our shout out, Matt? Come on, bro. Let's Come see. On, Matt. Let's see a, a, an article on uh, Halloween Daily News. Have you checked out the hottest new podcast? That's right. And I'm a fan of the Halloween that, Daily News. I'm always plugging your website and your news and your Halloween Daily News. I love the Halloween Daily News. This is where we guilt him into doing it. I mean, I'm always plugging you, Matt. Yeah, bro. We're there for you, bro. We're there for you, man. You fall down. We're, we have a hand held out. We're picking you up. Yeah. I'm picking you up. Yeah. I'm pulling your pants back up. Yeah. I'm dusting you off. I'm putting you out there, getting you back in the game. I'm helping you walk it off. All right. That doesn't do it. <laughs> <laughs> 410 Goodfella says, that's a great looking mask, Christopher. Mm -hmm. Christopher Nelson mummy mask called a mammy. <laughs> I can't Make wait. Me. me. I can't wait to see the Halloween rankings as it is my favorite horror franchise. So he's looking forward to this episode. Right? This episode. Just as soon as we're done babbling, you're going to find out our numbers. I wonder yeah, how many we people ever... are just going to skip ahead because they can't. Oh, they be. will. Oh, they will. They I'm sure be. everyone's tired of us talking. Kelsey Solom says. Hi, Kelsey. Oh, how exciting it was to be name dropped by you guys in this episode. I thought of a question for Chris with special effects, makeup and mask making. Is it feasible to make masks at home or do you have to have an actual studio set up to do so? Also, what are your go-to makeup brands for special effects makeup? Yeah, it's totally feasible to make masks at home. I make masks at home. I make masks at home all the time. If you have a garage or a room that you can do crafts and things in, or even a back patio or a front patio or something, because some of it gets messy. You can do it anywhere, man. You make uh, do with what you got. So yeah, you can make masks. All you need is, you know, a bust or you know, a life cast or a bust, a head form to sculpt on, even a half head form. There, there. You can actually buy them now. Not too long ago, actually, you had to do life casts and have a form done. Now you can go online and buy mask forms to that are specifically made for you to sculpt masks on. You can order them. Shows up at your house, you get that clay, you get monster clay or some Roma. I prefer Roma clay or Chavant clay. Get some sculpting tools at your local art supply store, which they're all over the place. And uh, start sculpting, man. And then get yourself some hydrocal for your mold. And yeah, you can do it at home. I do it at home all the time. Every, a lot of people do it at home. So yeah, get, get, get your stuff and get going, man. Uh, don't let, uh, don't get discouraged by that kind of stuff. Just do it. And as far as brands, there's tons, there's tons of stuff. Smooth on has a lot of great brands, uh, uh products. Skin illustrator, uh, uh, has a lot of great products. Um, uh, yeah, there's, there's tons of stuff out there. I would, I would suggest going to a lot of these brands and a lot of the stuff we use, you can go to motion picture effects website it's a place here in burbank that sells makeup effects supplies berman industries sell supplies uh, uh there's there's a lot of a lot of places so there you go and there's a trick-or-treater brandon Hendricks says great show as always not just because you read all three of my questions comments haha <laughs> I feel bad i've neglected chris because he's a cool cat and the show ain't the show without him so I'll shoot a question his way. So this is a pity question, provided he hasn't been asked it yet. Other than the first, second doesn't count since it's the same mask as the first. What is his favorite shape mask? 
and least favorite shape mask in the series. I don't think you really need to answer this because I believe you pretty much answer it in our ranking episodes. I do. I think we cover it, right? Yeah, it's yeah. pretty well covered in which ones you do and don't like. Mm -hmm. uh, we talk about <laughs> yeah. So just- uh, I will say my least favorite is, is the digital mask, okay, if that counts. That's, that's my least favorite is the digital mask. I don't know why you would even do that. But, yeah. But, but the best one is 2018. Like, no, I'm kidding. It's the, it's, it's the, oh, he means other than the original. We already talked about this. One and two. Yeah. Do we talk about this? We talk about this. I don't think we said which one was the best other than one and two. Other than one and two. I like mine. Yeah, I mean, my pick would be yours, but. Um, yeah. I mean, can I do that? I'm allowed to do that, right? I don't think that's what he wants to hear. I think he wants to hear outside uh, of yours as well, but it's okay. I'd say the H2O one, the maybe. Win Winston. Yeah, I think I think so. Yeah, yeah. Um, a tower nineteen says, "I'm also low key terrified for the next episode since one of my favorite Halloween films is in fact Rob Zombie's Halloween Two, the uncut version. Since I've never seen the theatrical cut, as a fan of it, though I like to think I have a somewhat thick skin since no one really likes it but a few of us." Um. Yeah, toughen that skin up and watch this episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, watch the you'll you'll get your answer. But hey, man, stick to your guns. Like what you yeah. like. Don't take any shit from anybody. Yeah, I mean, hey, one of my dogs eats its own poop, and seems to really like it. So that's right. We can't judge anybody. That's you know, right. You people like you know, what they like. They do, and there are movies that make literally billions of dollars that are giant pieces of shit yeah and you know what when people ask me if i like it and i go that's a piece of shit movie and they go yeah but it made five billion dollars i go yeah but five million flies also like a pile of shit so yeah how much money did the twilight franchise make <sighs> exactly yeah. Louis lazaro says it's refreshing to get the opportunity to hang with two established gents in the horror community oh keep up the excellent work being that Chris is such a talented artist, and has he ever thought of sculpting his line of custom six-scale horror figures from his favorite movies? And then he said, would Sean consider becoming a collector of these 12-inch figures representing some of his favorite iconic horror characters? There is a huge market slash following for these. The artist in question would also benefit from making bang bucks as many of us horror nerds are willing to pay serious money to obtain these much cheers and praise from El Paso, Texas. I mean, yeah, there's a whole sort of underground bootleg figure market. You know, I know that what was it? One customs does a lot of really yeah. cool stuff. Is that something you ever thought about doing or? Um, I, you know, I, I actually have an idea currently that I'm working on. Mm -hmm. um, that's not a custom figure. It's not figures, but it's a, it's a, merchandisable um idea that's something that i'm looking into once you start getting into production and 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 mass production and licensing and packaging and rights and who gets what that alone mass producing something takes a lot of manpower and a lot of time and a lot of quality control so that's something that you kind of really have to if you're going to do that you have to set up a company you have to set up a facility you have to set up time that's a whole different beast 
I can see if you're doing one or two or three or even 10 like offs, you know, just custom things, but getting into merchandising doesn't interest me. And, you know, trick or treat studios can do that because they have a, a facility. They have a thing in place, you know, they have a, a, a factory in place to, to churn out that stuff. So doing it from scratch, I don't know if that interests me very much. I'll do one for me or for a, a friend or something like that. But, but, uh, but yeah, no, the custom figures, there's enough of that out there, man. And there are, some of them are great and some of them aren't so great, but there's enough of that. I'd rather do something really unique, you know, yeah. and different that's not available. So Well, yeah. also there's a whole side to it that people don't really know about. We're going through all the licensing BS. Oh, God. Approval. Oh. I mean, you could, you could sculpt something that's dead on and then somebody who owns the license can be like, ah, you need to change this. And yeah. then you're just, it's ruined, you know, yeah. mm-hmm. and it's just a nightmare. And that's why I think these guys, they're doing their stuff completely unlicensed and, but it's yeah. on such a small scale. I don't think that they're yeah. really on the radar of anybody. Nobody really cares. So they're not having to deal with that, right. but they're also doing it all themselves. I think probably, you know, yeah, like, it's like one or two people churning out, the, yeah. you know, these things. Yeah. But I mean, there's some great stuff. Now, would I collect them? I just don't have the room for that shit anymore. I mean, I like to. I, I mean, <laughs> says the guy who just dropped a shit ton of money at, at fucking Spirit. I just don't have the. I don't have the room for that, bro. No, but but <laughs> I'm a collector mindset. That when I get into something, I go all in. So yeah, I don't yeah. have the room for that. You right, know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Wait, I have one of those figures. It's right there the one custom figures oh is it is that one yeah which yeah, one here i get it they were kind enough to send me this back i think they're sending me a 2018 version oh that's awesome this is this is the uh this is the the seven the original oh that's, shape one. that's badass yeah, i almost close. i did almost then, buy their h2o one i really liked their winston h2o one. Oh, sweet yeah. they were um super sweet and sent me this uh, and um, they're sending me, they're actually sending me a 2018 version of, of my version. And when I get that, I'm, I'm, well, I'll share it on the oh, show, but sweet. yeah, super cool. Yeah. The only custom one I bought, I bought, I don't know who makes it off the top of my head. I could run up and grab it real quick and show it off, but I got Nay, an American Psycho one that's insane. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Let me go grab it. It's really cool. Figured out who it is. Because I, I don't want to talk about it and not do a proper shout out. Well, there's Tanella Six Scale Tailoring does all the clothes for all these dolls, okay. including the ones Tots is doing. Okay. She does all that. She does it all herself. And then there's One's Customs Figures. He's the guy, I believe his name is Montwain or something like that. He does all these, he does all the heads and gets the bodies together and stuff. So. I have no idea who did this one because we can't find the box but this one's friggin' amazing oh that's really nice yeah that's a, that's that's great i mean look at the the axe the chrome axe and everything yeah yeah the face is great i think it's the same guy i mean how, how i'll bet you it's the same guy look at that fucking sculpt i mean it's great i'm almost positive that's mm-hmm. the same guy one customs figure anyway well, I'll look into it. If I can figure it out, I'll correct myself on the next episode. Brandon Gregory says, now this may sound stupid, but hear me out. Some great movies to watch around Halloween is the Halloween Town series. 
sure the quality may get progressively worse with each one and they may become corny as hell, but they're dripping with Halloween atmosphere. Also, Hocus Pocus is always a classic. You know, I can't get into Hocus Pocus. Sorry. I just, I, I know some people love that movie. I can't get into it. I know a lot of people that love that, worship that movie. A little too light for me. Yeah, I think maybe we were just a little too old when it came out to really. I think so. I think so. I was into some dark shit around that time. So yeah. maybe it wasn't on my radar as much as it should have been. Some great makeup effects and cool stuff, cool uh, production design in it, though, for sure. Yeah, Tony Gardner did great shit in it, for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jokir, Jokir says also, shows are too short. We could listen to you guys for three to four hours. Great show, great content. I look forward to watching every week. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks. Haunted Hobo. He's back. The Haunted Hobo. Great episode, guys. Jimmy DeShape seems like such a cool dude. I have two questions for Christopher. Were there ever plans to shoot a scene showing how the podcasters obtained Michael's mask? Or was it always meant to be a line we got in the film? And for you both, what is your first horror-themed tattoo? Love the show. Keep them coming. No, there was never a plan uh, to show how they got the mask. It was always, it was always exposition. I think my first horror tattoo was was the mask of Red Death, the, the my my uh, Phantom of the Opera. My first was a very terrible pinhead, which was free. I was eighteen. <laughs> Why does he look like a kitchen sponge? Should have seen him before I had him fixed. Bernie Maddow, love the two-part episodes. Just a comment. Daniel Caruso, he's back. Ah, fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck um, you. you guys are the Abbott and Costello of horror. I love, <laughs> the, I love how the background masks sometimes change in Christopher's frame. Love you guys. Thanks again. <laughs> Lee Griffiths. Loving these podcasts, it's great to be able to be transported out of what's happening right now and believe you are there hanging with friends. Talking about movies and monsters. Question for Christopher, is there a makeup you've done which you have since seen when the movie was released you thought, I wish I had done this to it or added or removed something? Really hope you guys get to bring your talks overseas at conventions when we are finally allowed to. Would be great to hear you both interview guests in front of a crowd, especially here in the UK. All the best and love from your fan from the home of heavy metal, Birmingham, UK. Lay. Yeah, Birmingham. Um, Boy, you just opened up a can of worms. Things well, that you wish you could change or have done better. Oh, God. Um, yeah. No, like name it. Almost every single thing I've ever done, <laughs> I would change or do better. Everything, including the Myers mask. Okay, let, let, me, let me expand on the question. What is the, okay. one, the one effect that to this day is the one that, you, that just makes the hair on the back of your neck stick? Like, oh my God, it looks so bad. Like, you're so embarrassed of. Like, oh, one, God. There's got to be one that's just like, oh. Uh, uh, where do I begin? It is endless. I would say there's a couple in Tales from the Crypt Bordello of Blood that that uh, are unwatchable and so douche chilling. They just give you the douche chills. You're just like, ooh. Um, it, it's so, yeah, that, that movie is filled with them. Pretty much every, anything in that movie. Ghosts of Mars, I'd say there's a lot that I would love to redo that I worked on. 
wasn't all me on that one. Anyway, yeah, there's tons, man. Fixate says, great episode yet again, gentlemen. Always good to watch. Have you guys fully watched Breaking Bad, Sons of Anarchy, or The Sopranos? I watched all of Breaking Bad and The Sopranos. Big fan of both. Tried to watch Sons of Anarchy. Could not do it. It just was not good, in my opinion. Uh, no, I was. I'm not a, like again. I'm not a big fan of television series, and I and I, and there are very few and far between that I watch. Uh, I'm a big proponent of Barry, the show Barry, which I think is the best show ever. You think ah, it's very good. It's very very good. Um, uh, but as far as those three, I did, Sons of Anarchy. I tried at the beginning. I couldn't get into it. I just didn't like it. It was too. You know, designer bikers. I don't know. I just didn't buy it. Uh, Sopranos, I didn't get into um, only because I was like, really? A mafia guy in a, going to therapy? That I was like, meh. Uh, Breaking Bad, I watched only later. Like, while Breaking Bad was on and everyone was like, you got to see this show. I'm the guy that goes, fuck you. I don't want to watch that show because everyone likes it. So, I, I re again, we ha we've had this discussion and I rebelled. But that being said, I was in Atlanta working on, I think it was Guardians of the Galaxy 2 or something. And at night I would go home and binge, and I binged watch the entire series of Breaking Bad. And I enjoyed it. I liked it. I, I, I didn't mind that one. John Freeman says, if I may make an out of the box suggestion for a guest, hmm. if you can find him, what about Mark Price who played Eddie Weinbauer in the classic 1986 horror Trick or Treat? Yeah, and Skippy. Skippy. Yeah. Skippy in uh, Family Ties, right? Sure, it's a cheesy horror movie, but I love it and would definitely be interested in hearing some of Mark's stories of what it was like to film that movie and maybe get some great Gene Simmons and Ozzy stories. Um, well, I don't think he ever met Ozzy because uh, that Ozzy scene was shot completely separately. He was on the TV, so I doubt he has any Ozzy stories. But I've met Mark. He's a really good guy. I would definitely have him on at some point. Cody Yates. These just keep getting better every episode. This has become my COVID version of socializing with like-minded friends. It was really cool to hear my name mentioned from my comment on the previous episode, Cody Yates. As usual, I can't Cody wait Yates. for the next episode, Cody Yates. Stay safe, y'all. Thanks, Cody Yates. I appreciate it. Cody Yates. C-O-D-Y. Why? Hates. Thanks, Cody. Thanks, Cody. We appreciate it, my friend. Yeah, man. Paul Swears says, I prefer the hour-long chunks, even if the full thing isn't in one video. I got a lot of stuff to listen to, so this is perfect. Okay. Oh, well, I'm glad that we fit into your criteria. Your busy schedule. <laughs> your busy schedule. And, and if things get hectic, let us know, and we'll reel it in a little bit. We will. We want to make sure you're happy, pal. <laughs> Thank you for listening. We appreciate it. Yeah, man. Crystal Ramos. I think our I think an hour is pretty good in my opinion, but I'd love if it were longer. But I'm good with just an hour long. If you can't go any longer, lol. Oh, we can go long. Oh, 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 oh! oh I got cheese. I got <laughs> cheese all day. Paul Hassanauer says oh, hour is a good runtime. Longer, you could break into two parts. Possible idea for the future: rank the Aliens franchise. Love your content, Sean. Thank you. I think he's just made my other content. Your other stuff. Yeah. Your the good stuff. The good stuff. You know, not this. Right. Don Harrison just said, "Sweet mask, Chris." 
I don't know. He, he's probably talking about your mommy that you showed. Uh, Bobby Meek says, Sir Clark and Sir Nelson. Dude, I've been knighted. I've been knighted as well. You've been knighted as well. Thank you. Uh, Sir Clark and Sir Nelson, congrats on yet another amazing episode. Any chance of Sir Nelson showing us an up-close look of his Myers mask? Now we've yeah. seen X-18 up close. Also, Sir Nelson mentioned before in a previous episode whose mask belonged to who and for what scene, how did he go about this? Greatest show ever, Halloween 78, followed by Halloween 2018, are the best in the franchise. The rest can suck balls. Take care. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, I'll give you an up-close showing of that thing. I mean, why not? I, don't, I mean, I'm not hiding it. It's right there. Uh, I guess you can't really see it because of the... Um, I, I mean, they're all, I, I, it's, it's baffling to me why people want to see up close versions of them all so much as if they're so vastly different. They're really not. I did every single mask and I painted them all relatively the same. I mean, there's a looseness to it. So yeah, some of them may vary slightly, but I try very hard to get them all pretty consistent. So it's, there's not that much of a difference. The big difference came in in the padding and the inside i had you know hat foam strips inside that i would change around so you know you just change one little foam strip and it and it alters a lot of the look so the masks themselves weren't that vastly different and there weren't a shit ton of them made everyone seems to think there was one made for this scene and one for that scene and one for that scene and there's there really wasn't you know james had his nick had his stunt had you know theirs which was only which was barely any stunt person jim did most of the stunts himself i think we used the stunt man once in 2018 well, the, i'm not talking kills i'm talking 2018 the fall down the stairs the fall the down the stairs yeah. yeah um other than that it was all jim so we really didn't i didn't there wasn't that many masks as far as which mask this one is or which one you know i don't i mean doesn't matter does it really matter? Does it really matter? But yeah, I'm totally willing to, to show this mask right up in your face. I'll, I'll put it on your head through the screen. David and Abby's movie massacre. Cool. Mm. I collect 80s GI Joe figures and 80s lunch boxes. You guys are awesome. You mesh so well together and are genuinely passionate about your material and very down to earth entertaining guys. Well, thank wow. you. Thank you very much. Thanks massacre people. Midlife, awesome. midlife loser says, hello, Sean and Christopher. <laughs> midlife loser. God bless you for doing that, man. Yeah. God bless you for having that name. Uh, you're the man now. You're my friend. <laughs> hello, Sean and Christopher. Absolutely loving the thing with two heads. Watched all nine and looking forward to future episodes. The two of you will definitely get more views and subscribers. No doubt about it. If it's not broken, then don't need to fix it i believe the time frame you're sharing with each video is perfect i've been following mr nick castle on his twitter twitter account which i'm quite sure you've been following him as well he's really needing that mask stand and hopefully a glass cabinet or case <laughs> to protect that bad boy with those great pictures he's been sharing with everyone the hat marathon i'm just looking out for the og shape you guys are awesome stay safe and happy halloween Guess who's back? It's Colin Murdy. Oh, it's our pal Colin Murdy. He says, hey, guys. It's your Hello, first leprechaun again. 
Just wanted to ask if you'd ever consider possibly bringing on the likes of Steve Zing or London May from Sam Hain. Ooh. Danzig for a show during the month of October leading up to Halloween. Yeah, evil they are. Doyle would be a cool guest. Doyle would be a cool... Oh, I'm just going to stop with those accents. <laughs> Doyle would be a cool guest also, although he seems kind of shy in interview situations. Jerry only would probably be more suited as he ain't shy as possible pre-recorded live feed performances from the ghastly ones during opening credits and end credits would be awesome too. Jesus, yeah, it would. Naturally, Jamie Lee or John Carpenter would be the holy grail if they were up to doing it for Halloween two-head special. Anyway, just thought I would throw that out there. As always, just another or another great show and love the two parts with James Shapey. Shape segment. Absolutely loved hearing the drunken stories. Really enjoyed the longer runtime on this episode. 90 minutes is so perfect. There's a lot of genuine love on this channel on so many levels. Long may it rain. Yes. There's a lot of info in there. So thanks, Steve, Colin. Steve yes. Zang and London May are definitely a possibility. They're both good friends and big horror fans. They were already on my mind. Um, I don't know Doyle that well. I don't know Jerry at all. Um, and I don't know Glenn, met him many times. Uh, I would love to get Glenn on. I think Glenn Danzig would be a great one. And you never know, it's possible. I'm very good friends with lots of people connected to him. Right. Um, and, and I, and I think he like, you know, he's making horror films. So I would think he would be down for talking horror. Um, as far as Jamie Lee and John, you know, that obviously the door's open, you know, we'll see down the road. Thanks, Colin. Yeah, I appreciate Colin. that. That uh, he's our pal. Frosted lucky, Colin. He's magically delicious. You are. You're magically delicious, Colin. Thank you, lot. He's a good lad. Swole monster. Swole monster. <laughs> Swole monster. Where do you guys come up with these names? I could watch slash listen to you guys talk all day, and then this is all in caps. Best podcast on YouTube. So he's yelling. He was yelling. He was excited, shouting from the mountaintops. Yeah. Thanks, man. You know, one person's too long is another person's too short and vice versa. You one know. person's too swole is another person's not swollen enough. Not swollen enough. The Vipers Hacks official channel said, loving the podcast, guys. We are big fans of you both. Our question is, what are your favorite Japanese horror films slash directors? Ooh. Our oh. film... The Viper's Hex is being released in your country soon. Keep up oh. the great work. So I see what you did there. A little plug for yourself while you're throwing in you a question. There. I'm looking forward to seeing The Viper's Hex. Yeah, well, hopefully we'll be getting a copy so we can talk about The Viper's Hex. Mm -hmm. Maybe if they, we get sent to more. Wink, wink. Nudge, nudge. So do you have a favorite uh, Japanese or <sighs> film director or film? You no. Know, I mean, the, the Takahashi, you know, Mike. It's less about the director and more about the film itself for me. Mm -hmm. You know, I like, it depends on the film. I have to be honest with you. I'm not that well versed in uh, Asian horror. I mean, I, I watch a lot of it. I mm -hmm. honestly couldn't tell you which one's Chinese, which one's Japanese, which one's Korean. I'd probably end up stepping wow. on my own foot. Wow. Uh, which one's, which one's dirty knees, which one's look at these. Something like that. I mean, <laughs> as far as Asian horror, I mean, there's a, I mean, of course, the original Ringu. Um, right. Kenji Misumi, I like. Um, the Shogun Assassin, you know, movies. And oh. stuff. I was huge into Shogun Assassin, like ridiculous. This, this is Korean. 
so anyway, I like this movie H. If you look closely here, it's got a quote from me on the back cover. So, oh, nice. Lovely. Yeah, that's why you pulled that out. So well, his shameless plug was your shameless plug. No, no, I'm just saying. <laughs> obviously, I liked it because I talked good about it. Right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I kind of got sick of the whole long-haired ghost thing. Just kind of. Oh, you mean the out. soggy, the soggy wet girl from yeah, the, Grudge, from the well. new, all that. Yeah, stuff. Yeah. You know, it, it just started to get played out. I did like the yeah. original, the eye, though, quite a bit. Yeah. Um, the Ringu was good. I like the yeah. original Ringu, not the yeah. ring, but Ringu was yeah. good. Yeah, I would go back to like the original Godzilla stuff too, you know? Like yeah, totally. That yeah. kind of stuff too. But yeah. But do I have a favorite? Mm, not so much. Uh, Battle Royale. Oh, fuck, oh, I love that. Yeah. Kinji Fukasaku was, uh, did some good stuff. I love the Battle Royale series. Yeah. Yeah. King Henry VR4 says, I always forget I have a huge elusive concept ink frankenstein mask from 1991 that i picked up at a church sale years back for like a buck he's just telling us um i used to have that same mask in fact i bought all of the elusive concept those really oversized ones you know what i'm talking about every one of them turned to rubble like they hardened and just crumbled. Wow. so the latex wasn't good they used no. cheap latex yeah i mean they yeah. and they were thick i don't know if you remember they were thick like i had the yeah. creature the creature right. was so thick, it, it just hardened and just crumbled. Huh. Yeah. Yeah, that's the latex quality right there. That's Isn't that probably... also mixing water in with the latex? Does yeah, that thinning it out. To, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Michael Myers. Holy shit. Michael Myers made a comment. Holy shit. Michael Myers. Uh, how do you survive during 110 degree weather? I'm in Pennsylvania <laughs> and can't handle 70 degrees. It's been brutal. It's a dry heat. A lot of air conditioning. A lot of AC and uh and hopefully you got a pool or at least a hose that i got a hose love, he has a pool. one of your loved ones can hose you off in the front yard yeah then mr hollywood with the pool in the backyard <laughs> <laughs> wesley hall i have two questions for christopher first question what scene is your mask h18 from they want to know what scene your mask is from Okay. Second question, can you ask David why the original ending wasn't released? Do you know why they never put that on even as a bonus feature? I don't know why. I don't know why they didn't do a bonus feature thing. I think because they want the film to live in its what it, what it is. I don't think, I mean, I'm, I'm sure at some point that'll come out, but why would you, I, I wouldn't, I would do the same thing. Why would you put an alternate ending bonus feature on a film that you're trying to get people to invest in i think that's probably why they didn't put it out yet i think eventually it probably would i like the original ending a lot can you quickly describe what that was the original ending there's more of a confrontation as far as like a physical confrontation between lori and the shape and it took place out front of her her house uh and there was more involvement with judy greer's character and andy's character and there was a whole you know uh, empowering of women thing kind of vibe to it and uh, it was very cool much more action-packed part of it ends up being some stuff you saw and, and part of it ends up being kind of at the shooting range and it's much more cerebral and it's much more somber and it's a little more esoteric and a little more uh, which I actually preferred and makes you feel a lot. So I hope that, that David, I hope they put it out because I, I think it's really cool. I saw that ending cut into the movie first before we even went and reshot a lot of the, the bit. Um, and it was super cool. I dug it. 
But, was that uh, was that whole bit with the secret basement thing all added later, or was that always there? Oh no, that that was always in the script. There, there was always elements of that. As it stands now, the whole confrontation happens in the house. In the original version, it didn't. It was all outside, so everything ended outside. In the original version, did they ever trap him in the basement, or did that never happen? No, it went through the house and stuff, but came outside stuff. So it was a it was different thing, which I liked a lot. Uh, as far as this mask, what 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 was the question? What scenes it used what, in? Yeah, do you? I mean, it was used in lots of scenes. Yeah, that's all I gotta say. <laughs> Darren S. said, longer episodes are great. I think most people are used to lengthy podcasts these days. I also have a question for Chris. What creation of your own has repulsed you the most? And have you ever thought you've gone too far with the makeup or an effect? Loving the podcast, one of the best on YouTube right now. Keep them coming. I'm guessing what he means, what something that was so realistic that you were like, oh, God, that like even uh, actually made you, you know. No, because you're seeing it from beginning to end. So, you know, the, you know, there's yeah. nothing that you're like, mm -hmm. I mean, the only time I ever really did that, it got disgusted when, when I did this movie called The Animal with Rob Schneider and I had to glue uh, hair onto his ass. <laughs> so we had these hair pieces, lace hair pieces that were in pieces and I literally had to glue hair to his ass like down here glowing hair to his ass I, that repulsed me wasn't a big fan of that <laughs> there's a scene in american horror story that got cut out in the second season uh, called asylum where a nun gets raped in the woods by a mutated nazi experiment i was on set for that going what are we doing right now uh, this is crazy yeah so anyway don harrison said do you guys like battle of the planets I used to love it as a kid. I used to watch the cartoon all the time. Yeah. You remember that all the planets? I do. Sawyer Smoke, thanks for answering my question about the 2018 mask, guys. Love the show. And I couldn't agree with you more about the Alamo Draft House and similar theaters. The extra cost is well worth it for the movie nerds. Sawyer Smoke sounds like a like a modern country rock band, doesn't it? Yeah. I, I see that. Calm Down Rich said, a great long episode. I also got an early VHS copy of Blair Witch with the original music track playing in Mike's car. It was great to finally see it with a completely clueless audience when it finally opened in limited theater release at Edwards Theater across from South Coast Plaza. Then after it became a huge hit, the whole cast showed up on Leno and ruined the big mystery. That's funny. I've seen lots of movies at that very theater he is talking about so i guess he's a local oc person or was yeah. at the time but yeah i remember i saw leatherface check this chainsaw massacre part three there yeah sure i don't know if that theater's still there not sure tony floyd said can we get the coupe de villes to reunite <laughs> nope i can already answer that i've tried john says he can't sing anymore so that's his reason big trouble in little china that's an it in little china but eric eltringham wants to know what's what what's up with all the porn bots <laughs> they, we determined we talked about dick too much in the last episode that's why i think that's what it is i don't know i was curious about that myself i was like what the hell is going on with this thing 
Okay. Candace Janice says, oh my God, I thought you could only watch Ultraman around Chicago. Everyone I met outside of the Chicago area had never heard of it. Thanks, Chris, for mentioning something I used to watch when I was a kid. Well, they watch it in Japan, I know that, but anyway. No, that was all over the place, so. Yeah. Sorry. Alex S. said, who signed your Danzig drum skin? Chuck Biscuits, too. Uh, the Danzig one is just London May, Steve Zing, and Johnny Kelly. This one here is signed by all the members of Sam Hain, London May, Steve Zing, Glenn Danzig, and whoever was playing guitar on that reunion tour. I can't remember his name off the top of my head. That was a gift London May gave me for my birthday. And this was a gift Johnny Kelly gave me. Got a lot of bots saying they need boyfriends and they're single. Uh, <laughs> GNJK said, dang, I didn't mean my resolution comment from the last video is a shitty comment. I'm just into the show. Thanks, guys. And no, didn't take it as a shitty comment. It was, I mean, it was a valid comment and I'm, we needed to fix it and we did. So thank yeah. you. Constructive criticism. That's yeah. what that was. Rocky4123 said, great show, Sean and Chris. Since you both are rock and metal fans, what are your thoughts on the band Rat? I always thought they were a killer hard rock band with great hooks and songs. Warren D. Martini is one of the best guitarists from the 80s. And Stephen Piercy has a unique voice that fit rap perfectly. What are your thoughts? Thank you. Go, Chris. I, I like the first Rat album. Actually, the first two. There's an EP, I believe, that they had, and then they had a full their full-length album. I love the first two Rat albums. I think they're highly underrated. And I agree. Warren D. Martini is a really cool guitarist i thought he had really interesting phrasing and sound and robin crosby was part of that too because they played off each other but yeah uh, i liked the first couple rat albums then i kind of got out of it because i was more into new wave of british heavy metal and stuff but i like the first two rat albums i think they're super cool yeah i was a big rat fan saw them on that uh, first big tour when they opened for Ozzy on Bark of the Moon. And I've seen them multiple times. I've seen rap probably five or six times. I like the first four records. Warren D. Martini's guitar playing. I mean, seriously, that riff for Lay It Down, he was a great no, guitar not. player. And since he left the band, yeah, it's. I think they need to call it a day. I mean, now it's, now it's like Juan Crozier and, uh, and Stephen Pierce are the only two left standing at this point. Mm. And, Rat was existing, the two versions of Rat at one point. Uh, there was Bobby Blotzer's Rat. And, I mean, it gets silly with these guys trying to do different versions. But uh, I like Rat. I like Rat. Hungry wives. <laughs> so, Jesus Christ, this is actually more suspenseful than, like, nine of these movies. Our ranking episode was more suspenseful than nine wow. of the Halloween films. Wow. That's, what's, what's that tell you about the Halloween films? Yeah. Michael Mercadante. I've been lurking in the comments since the show started. I'm a huge fan of Horrors Hall Grounds. So much so that I started buying movies I had never seen before from Scream Factory whenever they announced a new episode would be included. See what I'm saying, Scream Factory? Hear that, Scream Factory? Yeah. I'm bummed you're not involved with the Friday set. Hear that, Scream Factory? But mm -hmm. I hope they eventually do Elm Street and we finally get an HHG for Elm Street 2. Anyway, I'm loving the podcast. Like many others have said, it feels like I'm hanging out with two of my buddies, shooting the shit. Can't wait for the next episode. Keep on keeping on. Keep on keeping on, man. Barlow's Boutique said, I agree with Chris on the nostalgia of time and place seeing these movies. Plays a big factor. Also, this episode convinced me they should be longer. It ended and I was like, no! 
great episode. <laughs> that Halloween movie collector said, I love that you guys watched Class Action Park. I grew up in northern New Jersey and used to go to Accident Park all the time. That's what we call <laughs> it in the day. What did you think of the doc? I loved it. I thought it was great. Yeah. It was so good. I really enjoyed that documentary. I was wondering how it was going to end because it starts out like so fun and funny and you're like, this is hilarious. Oh my God. And then it goes dark. Yeah. Like really like, boom. Yeah. Like, Jesus. Shit. <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh my God. Dual opinions of the guy who owns the joint and how much people think he's a piece of shit murderer and other people think that, you know, he's, it's a good documentary. Yeah, highly recommend it. Really good one. Wamina Scrub said, I just laughed so hard at the H4 mask being better than the 2018. Great burn. <laughs> well, that was, that was Sean's, a, very, Sean's very proud of it. So that was a good burn. <laughs> Obviously, it was a joke because yeah. Yeah, the 2018 mask is far superior. Nick Gilchrist says, well done, guys. Keep up the good work. This one's for Sean. What was it like being on set of Kills, if you can describe the atmosphere in three words? In three words, describe the atmosphere? Yeah. Why do you only get three words? I don't know, but I got to do it in three words. So I'm going to say... They better be gold. They better be fucking gold. Hot and humid. <laughs> that's, that's, that's exactly it. It was awesome. I had a, I had so much fun hanging out with Chris and, and James and watching. It was a blast. I can't wait till I can actually talk about it and share photos and stuff. Johnny Edwards said, "Johnny if, Edwards, if Scooby Doo and the gang had met Michael Myers, who would be the first to die and who would survive?" Well, Scooby would die because Mike's got to eat. Yeah, that's a good call. <laughs> and then who would survive? I'd say if you were going by the rules, it would be Velma that would survive. Yeah, true. The virgin nerd. Is she a virgin though? I don't know, man. Nerdy girls are dirty. Cliff Harris says, I typically don't like watching or listening to podcasts, but you two are the exception. It's funny that you mentioned Crypticon in your previous episode because I was there that weekend and briefly met Sean on that Saturday and even got a pick with him instead of Nick Castle. I don't know why you would do that. Why would you get a pick with me instead of OG? <laughs> I'm usually nervous about meeting guests at events like that, but Sean was very approachable and I appreciated that. I didn't know much about Chris at the time, but since these podcasts, I wish I had Damn. met him. Keep up the great work, guys, and look forward to your next episode. He wishes he had met you. That's really nice. I didn't know much about Chris at the time. Does that mean when he walked by my table, he was like, mm, whatever, he just kept going? Well, it's, let's face it. I mean, you're behind the scenes, man. I mean, you know, that's, that's, you it's know, true. a lot of people it's don't true. know what the effects guys look like unless you're just a hard corner, you know, that's true. That's true. Um, but now you're putting yourself out there and you're going to be just like the, the bell of the ball with this fucking yeah. show. This is the, <laughs> yeah. get used to it, man. Get used to getting stopped at the fucking whole foods and everything. Like, dude, right. love your podcast, bro. I heard you do makeup too. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Sleep with the Light On said, surprise Friday episode. Thanks for making my weekend, fellas. Sean, you were rocking a Queen shirt in the Night She Came Home documentary. Was just wondering what your favorite Queen album is. Same question for Chris, if he's a fan as well. Mine would be Innuendo. Have either of you gotten the chance to see them live? Thanks for the awesome show once again, and thanks for being so great at answering our questions. I love Queen. Oh, yeah, God, I'm a huge Queen fan. I like Innuendo. That's not my favorite, but yeah. Innuendo is a good album. Very the underrated. 
Yeah, it's a great album. Um, I mean, uh, you know, Night at the Opera, Sheer Heart Attack. God, there's so I was, I, there are so many good Queen albums. One I gravitate towards, it might not necessarily be their best album musically or sonically. It was a big hit for them, but I gravitate towards it because of the time it came out and where I was and all it was is the game i think the game is a great album like dragon attack is one of the coolest songs yeah. ever and and but uh i love the game but yeah i love queen man love them i'm flip-flopping between four records right now i mean that's how much i love the band um and the game being one of them sheer heart attack being another one um jazz jazz uh, yeah uh but i i think i have to go to news of the world because that's the album that I that was the first album I bought of theirs that really pulled me in even mm -hmm. though it's it probably isn't overall their best record um but it has like obviously we will rock you and we are the champions the big those are the songs that sucked me in as a kid but you know what guilty pleasure hot space just saying <laughs> <laughs> oh did I did you ever see them in concert I did. I saw Queen back, uh, I think, during the game. Wow. It was right up there with seeing Bowie and stuff. You knew you were seeing something iconic. You know, Freddie Mercury, to me, is... Uh, I mean, I could do a whole show on Freddie Mercury. Yeah. But uh, it, it was just just unbelievable. I, I, his voice is so emotional and pure gold. And, and But seeing him live was just great. And the sound was fantastic. And, yeah, I got to, I got to see them with freddie mercury it was yeah. great that's one of my biggest regrets i never got to see them nat jb said thanks guys for another great show i have a question if possible please my daughter evie is 10 and is totally dedicated to creating horror special effects some of her creations wounds burns etc have turned my stomach and she wants this pathway for her future career what advice would you give to a young girl from the uk who wants to pursue this passion and what guidance is available for such a career Thanks, guys. Any help would be much appreciated. Many thanks, Nathan. That's very cool to hear. I'm always super excited to hear that someone so young is into that world. Um, uh, I'll try to make it quick, but there's so much information. Um, there's a lot of really talented artists in the UK. You don't necessarily need to come to Hollywood to, to do makeup and makeup effects uh, because there there's all over the world, artists has have excelled in this field. So, and there's tons of really awesome people in the UK. Uh, I would say my advice is to keep doing it, do it all the time, do it every day, live it. Uh, I would say try to start maybe steering away from doing gore all the time and, and work on the foundations of makeup, highlight and shadow, and then also, character stuff you know can you make a fake nose can you make fake ears can you make people look completely different concentrate on that concentrate on your painting and sculpting skills don't worry so much about all the gore stuff that stuff's easy look into schools there's plenty of great schools now there wasn't when i came up don't learn off of youtube look into the dick smith course look into mud or look into stan winston school look into there there's tons of really great schools get on with it do it it's all for you demon oh yeah oh yeah all right this was fantastic fun i was so disappointed to hear that closeout music come in can't wait for part two thanks for doing this i suddenly need a halloween marathon in my weekend take care oh don't do that to yourself buddy 
don't do it. It was hard enough for us to get through it. it really um, Bump in the Night Studios. Now, I had a question. Bump in the Night Wait Studios. Is this Chuck Jarman, Bump in the Night Studios? It's, I is mean, it? or, I don't know, because we've been getting questions from Bump in the Night Studios, and I used to know Chuck. Did you know Chuck? Uh-uh. Oh, well, Chuck Jarman had a mask company called right. Bump in the Night Studios. It, right. I'm just curious if it's you, Chuck. I, I don't know. Huh. Um, you guys are awesome. I'm loving all the episodes. Best podcast, hands down. This is the only channel that when I see a video drop, I watch immediately. Appreciate you guys doing this. Please keep them coming. You got it, sir. Ron Coop, well done, guys. Excited for part two. Terry says, just Terry, hey, guys, absolutely love the show. Christopher cracks me up. Need more off my lawn segments. Sean is just plain awesome. Question for Christopher, what do you think of the Trick or Treat Studios masks? Sean, I love Trilogy of Terror figure. Scared me when I was little. Need input from both. I've owned Nightmare Before Christmas for many years. I've never seen it. This is the year ho- Christmas or Halloween. He's asking which should he watch in Christmas or Halloween. Both. Watch yeah, it watch once. watch it in Halloween. And then when yeah. you you'll fall in love with it and you'll watch it again on Christmas. You'll want to watch it again. Yeah. So I guess they're asking, do you like the Trick or Treat Studios masks? Yeah, I think they do a great job. I think some of their masks are great, some are better than others. And yeah, I like Trick or Treat Studios. I'm a I'm a I'm a supporter. I'm a fan Especially, of their stuff. Yeah, you gotta give the John Carpenter answer. I love I love it every time I get a check. Love it every time I get a check. Cameron Custer says, <laughs> great content, fellas. Hands down the best horror podcast out there. Keep killing it. Sean's ranking is pretty much on par with mine so far. Can't wait to see the rest of the list. Quick question for Sean and Chris both. Out of all of your Halloween memorabilia, what would you say is your most... I saw that. I'm opening a jar. Oh, Okay. I can't be opening and closing all kinds of jars. Out of all your (laughs) Halloween memorabilia, what would you say is your absolute favorite item? I'm guessing just memorabilia, not props. My Jamie Lee Curtis rap gift from Halloween Kills is is a new good one. Yeah. That's not really memorabilia. My mask. (laughs) Yeah. That's my favorite. Um, I have these, you know, the cool framed black and white photos from Kim. Kim Goddard. That are cool. Uh, um, I have a lot. I have a lot of stuff. If I'm not talking about props or screen use type stuff, I would go with my that's my, that's my um, boy Oscar. I would go with my original international one sheet that's signed by everybody because um, it's a super rare poster and it's signed by pretty much everybody but Donald. So uh, that's pretty cool. And Deborah Hill didn't get Deborah either. I did get Mustafa. Poor uh, Unseen said. In the original Halloween 1978, was the train supposed to be in the movie when Loomis finds the matchbook? I don't think so. I think that was just a dumb luck. That the yeah, I think it was a happy accident. Yeah. Reeb Cram? R-E-E-B-K-R-A-M. Reeb Cram. Reeb Cram. It's true. VHS horror is scarier. Fuck HD. My Blu-ray. The fog is way too plain. <laughs> Fuck HD. Fuck HD, man. But we were just having this conversation. We were watching, me and Norman Cabrera were watching uh, Beneath the Planet of the Apes recently on Blu-ray, I guess it was. And we're both bitching about how clear it was and how there's so much stuff that you're seeing that you're not supposed to. You weren't supposed to see that. Yeah. It wasn't meant to be. (laughs) I feel that way about all the Rankin Bass movies. As as they're coming Mm -hmm. out on Blu-ray and you start to watch like Santa Claus is Coming to Town or Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. And, and you can see everything now. And it's like, uh, it's too clear. 
you know yeah i don't want yeah. to see the flocking on rudolph you know no. <laughs> I don't want to... right Beeford Smith said, loving the podcast, fellas, it's friggin' great. If you guys could get a sequel to any cult classic film, what would it be? Mine would be a direct sequel to Halloween 3. I want to know how the world deals with the fact that every kid's head turned into bugs and snakes. Keep up the excellent work, dudes. I can think of a lot. The first one that comes to my mind, to be honest with you, in your, is The Thing. Mm, yeah. I would love to a really good sequel to the thing john carpenter's the thing yeah this is the rub if you will even though you want sequels to certain movies you know it would ruin certain movies um, absolutely you know, 100%. But, but then every once in a while i'm wrong like i really like dr sleep and mm -hmm. and that was the sequel i thought i was going to despise mm -hmm. but mm -hmm. i liked what they did it was totally mm -hmm. different not what i would have ever expected or imagined terror train as i was saying earlier i would love to see you know a sequel to that. I'd love to see the sequel to Fun House, The Warriors, Clockwork Orange. Those are just some off the top of my head. Oh my God, this this person really went nuts with the comments. This is a long one. Basically saying how uh oh boy, should I just read it? No, it's too fucking long. Um <laughs> it, it's really long. Can you cliff note it? I'm really trying to shout their name and cliff note it. All right. So this is rhyme and Rhyme and reasoning. Okay, rhyme and reasoning. This is the longest comment of all time. We need to try to keep these, the, you know, make them small so we can quickly get into it. Seems like what he wants to say here is. We just want to get to everybody. That's yeah. It. You floored me when you mentioned Skate Town USA. I'd never heard of the movie until last night. Was watching reruns of Facts of Life. One of the actors <laughs> was uh, found out it was Greg Bradford who was the lead in Skate Town. Um, also, interestingly enough, you mentioned the movie Surf 2 with Buzzy Rompolillo in both movies. So looking for Skate Town USA last night, watching your video today was just freaky. Um, That's awesome. Yep. And then it goes into the whole thing about a lot of the Halloweens and blah, blah. Let's see. Would like us to have Daniel Harris on as a guest. That was the, the end of the comment. But there's a lot of comments on here. Right. But thank you for the effort. And Thanks. Yeah, keep them coming um, just a little. Keep them coming. Unfortunately, we're going to have to trim that one. Well played, sir. Um, Paul Hausenauer says, what did you guys think of The Dust Walker? I like the acting story, like the way the director allowed the editing to take time showing the townspeople staring when they were infected, hated the CGI monster. Just wondering what you guys thought of it. I've never heard of it. The Dust Walker, never, never heard, heard of it. Me neither. So neither of us have an opinion on that, but we'll look into the Dust Walker. Know nothing about it. Kevin Reynolds, Sorcerer was, is amazing, intense film, freaking on top Damn of Damn right it is. Chris, have you seen the original French film, The Wages of Fear? If not, I recommend checking it out. Indeed, I have seen Wages of Fear. It's an Australian film, I believe, and it's fantastic. So Sorcerer, it's, is a remake is a remake yes and it's really good it's just as good if not better actually it's a really good movie i highly recommend wages of fear yes i know the anticipation has been killing you all here it is for part two of the ranking of the halloween franchise with zach myers from shinedown mm. you're gonna walk away from this loving us hating us maybe respecting us um, we hope you guys enjoy this part yeah. two of our of our ranking of the halloweens We'll see you soon.
I'm going to go uh, H2O on this one. I'm going Wise. H2O on this one. I think right. because uh, H2O, I rank it better than six because it came at a time where it was a better made film. It looked better. It was pretty and, and you know, Jamie Lee Curtis in it and everything like that and all that jazz. Um, <laughs> The masks were all over the place in that. I'm about to say, we're not gonna, we're not going to talk about this. We're, we're not talking about. I'm not talking about masks in any of these now, because from that after, just forget it. After I'll 2018, talk, I'm talking about masks. I'm talking about. <laughs> okay, we'll talk about masks. But um, I, mask, I do the, love the digital mask is awesome. <laughs> Come on, in a bad way. Yeah. I mean, in a bad way. I mean, it's the worst ever in the entire universe. It's so shitty. And, but also, too, it had that Scream vibe. Everyone was making horror movies around that time that was everything looked like Scream or felt like Scream. And it had the, you know, the hot it fucking actors and stuff as opposed to ton yeah. of unknowns and things like that. And, but it was a slick, it was a slick movie. I wasn't a fan of the head chopping off at the end. I was like, what? Again, now we're in territory where to me, it's all goulash. To me, it's all just like, it's all just garbage. <laughs> just order something off the dollar menu. It all tastes <laughs> Exactly, <insane>. exactly. It's, <laughs> like, it's like coming out of, like I said, you're coming out of a bar, you're on your way home and you're really hungry and you go, I'll eat that fucking burrito. It tastes really good yeah. right now. <laughs> it doesn't matter. <laughs> it doesn't matter. <laughs> I'm gonna probably. I know. I may. I I may turn some heads on this one. I'm starting to get nervous. This is what this is about. The nervous point for me. Okay. (laughs) I'm going now. Mind you, on first viewing of this film, I would have not said this, but this is a movie I've revisited and tend to appreciate a little bit now. Oh no! I have a feeling what's coming. Go ahead. (laughs) Oh no! Oh no! I'm going Rob Zombie's Halloween. I knew it. I knew it. Wow. Now, hear me out. Hear me out. Now, I hated it when I first saw it. And the reason I hated it was because, you know, he basically, what I love about Halloween is the mystique of the character and the fact that he's telling us what he is and he's a white trash kid that was abused. Doesn't scare me. Does nothing for me. But going back and revisiting that film, and try and understanding he was trying to do something different. It's a well-made film. Film looks good. I like the look of the mask. You know the what Wayne Toth did with the mask. Mm-hmm. I do think Tyler played the part fine. I just think he's way too big. I mean, he's just. But but when I tried to compare it to what's left on my list, I'm like. This is a better movie than those other ones. It may not be a great movie, but it's a better movie. Mm -hmm. So I'm that's I'm going Rob Zombie's 2007 remake. Cool, dude. I'll keep mine brief. Like cool, cool news, bro. (laughs) (laughs) I seven or seven, right? Yep. Yep. My seven, which I mean, again by a nose hair, H2O, but three, three and H2O. Um. I liked the movie. I liked the way it was shot. I felt like it was shot way more classically than four, five, and six as a horror movie. Mm-hmm. Um, like, like Chris said, I love the, the cast of characters. You know, it was kind of stacked in that way. I think that Halloween has this really cool way um, of doing this. The only other franchise I've ever seen do it is Star Wars, where they, they, they cast the person that you've never known, never seen anything else for the most part, and they're a great actor. You know, you had never seen Josh Hartnett in anything. 
before that. You had never seen uh, Michelle Williams only in Dawson's Creek. You know what I mean? So like, I thought they had a cool way of doing that. You know, I thought that that was a, I've always kind of thought that was endearing about the franchise, but as far as H2O goes, the mask, again, listen, after 78, we can poke holes in anything, right? So I think that H2O was a, a well-made film. I think bringing Jamie back was great. I think that was, a, again, if that was, the, if that was how we're ending it, which didn't happen, <laughs> um, you know, I, what a way to end it. Like, like Sean said, you know, the head's gone. That's the only way we can kill this monster. You know what I mean? And I was like, it's cool. Secondly, um, when we shot the video for our song, Get Up, we're pulling into the driveway of this, of this mansion. And I'm like, holy shit. The Paramore. <laughs> I'm, I'm like, we're, this is where they filmed Halloween H2O. So me and again, John, I keep bringing up John, our trusty security guy, who's just as much of a nerd as I am. Dude, we're going around. He's like, oh dude, this is where the dummy, the dumb waiter was and all this stuff. So like, <laughs> it was still there. I still got pictures of all of it. Um, what you didn't see in the house was there was, there was a right outside. There was a, a huge pool that they never showed. But like walking, like if you watch the Get Up and Monsters video of ours, like that house is all in it. We're we're actually in, we're performing in the room where the table scene was, where he's standing on top of the tables and he starts flipping the tables. That's the room that we were performing in. Like it, it was amazing, man. Oh, it was super cool. cool to do that. So seven is H2O for me. My number seven is Halloween H2O. Well, you know, they use that, they use that same house, the Paramore uh, in Scream 3. And yeah. you do see the pool. Uh. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to keep mine brief because, as I said, it's it's all goulash. Oh, okay. Okay, I'm going number six. Sorry. The Curse of Michael Myers. Yeah. Do you have a preference of the producer's cut or the theatrical cut? Theatrical nope. Cut. I can't speak. Nope. It's nope. all... It's I'll all... Uh, you. Okay. It's all... It's all poopy. It's all Taco um, Bell at 3 a.m. to Chris, man. No taco. <laughs> it's all... Ta <laughs> exactly, man. I'm like, whatever, um, dude. Um, but, you know, it's fun to sit and eat some popcorn. I'm going to get crucified for doing this. <laughs> What's your bone with six? Or is it just the same just pile it's for the, you? It's the same pile, man. It's all the same shit, man. Um, uh, I, uh, yeah, it's all the same stuff. Did you think it was filmed good? <clears throat> yeah, I think all of them have... have uh, I don't think any of them were really terribly filmed I, uh, until we get to where we're going. But uh, I, we all know where we're going. We all know where we're going. But uh, I, no, I don't think so. I think I think it was. It's all just fine, man. Again, I'm such hey, a. Man. I like. Fine, man. I like. It's all fine, man. I love the. Uh, <laughs> none of them have at, at this time again. None of them have a feeling like I'm even watching a Halloween movie. They could be called something else, and and put something else in and put and everything's interchangeable and and none of it makes sense and there's no continuity like none of it it's all i don't i don't get it like i was never that guy i could speak more franchise wise that i liked about some of the other franchises that yeah we'll, we'll do someday and yeah. and i personally i think we should have that anytime we rank a franchise Zach should be the guy we do it with. I was literally getting ready to say, like, <laughs> I will come on this show. This is, I've done, dude, since we've been in quarantine, I've done, this is no joke, 60 podcasts. This is Jesus. the most fun I have ever had. <laughs> well, because, because you're sick of talking weird. about yourself. You're sick of talking about music. Well, yeah, but I get to talk about something I love with two yeah. of my friends that I yeah. know right. well. It's just, right. it is, this is the most fun I've ever had. Like we've been doing this 90 <laughs> minutes. I feel like we've been doing it for 30 minutes. Yeah, I know. So 
Number eight for me is Halloween five. Um, we've, we've already discussed it enough. I mean, Halloween five was, you know, I was too young to realize what a rushed movie was, but I definitely realized what a rushed movie was when that movie came out. Cause I remember it was like, here. here's this one, here's the next one. And I was like, hold on, this doesn't make a lot of sense. It was so quick, you know, and again, I started with four, then I went back. So I was like ready for five, man. You know, I'm, I'm eight years old. I'm like, let's, let's, let's do this. I'm into it now. Nine. I think I'm maybe nine. And um, yeah, I just, I thought it was just a bad movie. I did like the comedy relief because it, I, I but I only think I liked it because it took away from what a horrible movie it was. Um, Storyline wise again, though, wasn't shot that bad. Like I, I, some of the, the darker scenes, the, the barn scene with the, the sickle, um, the, the Jamie and the coffin with the, you know, when he pulled off the mask, I was like, is this Scott Hall from WWF? Like, I wasn't really mm. sure what was going on. And <laughs> I was like, you know, when you're a kid and before you know more about the lineage and before you don't want to see who it is, it was exciting to see his face back then. You know what I mean? You're like, well, that's what his face looks like. Even though, again, as a kid, I didn't know it was a different guy playing him every time. I, I wasn't into the intricacies of the movie yet. So, um, yeah, five for me. Uh, they're, they're well shot in certain ways. Story. My eight will be Halloween, The Curse of Michael Myers. Oh, so um, late. Okay. And um, sorry, sorry, Zach. I mean, disappointing. Well, if you want to get rid of that mask, then I have a great. No, that, <laughs> that mask is from H two O, so I'm keeping. Oh, it. okay. <laughs> Just because it's a part six mask. Yeah. Um, but I uh, hey, I mean, I I still you know I still collect all this shit, even the ones I don't like. I collect you know Halloween stuff, but you know it, it's uh, obviously a movie with riddled with problems. I kind of prefer the theatrical cut just because I like that it has more the gore gags which I think this movie needs just because it standalone it's not a good enough film to scare you on on the the same merit that the first film did you know using theater of mind the mind but um and also the fact that I think a Michael Lerner looks so much better in the costume uh I like that better uh but let's face it, neither theatrical or producer cut is a good film. They're both pretty bad. So, um, I, I, do, I adherently disagree with that. That's I love okay. That <laughs> and, and you can, you can disagree. That is Why do you disagree with that? Sir? I just think that I, when you said it wasn't scary to me, and maybe it was a time that I can't, when it came out, I really liked the, the, the style of the filming with the flashing lights and the seeing his mm -hmm. face he can kind of be anywhere thing. You know, I, I, I did really like that. Again, George Wilbur at the time uh, did not do himself any favors in that costume. I'll agree with you. Um, but I mean, you know, the, I think Paul Rudd knocked it out of the park in that movie. Um, being, I think he played that character. To me, that character could have been the, could have been Tommy, right? Easily. You know what I mean? Like it could have yeah, been a grown up version of that. So I really, I, yeah, I, I, I like it better than some of the others we mentioned. That's why I was number four on my list. But anyway, that's, we're not here to debate each other. No, we're not. <laughs> or are we? And or I'm not going to, and I'm not going to spend an hour telling you why you're wrong. I'm not going to do that. <laughs> I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't do that. <laughs> number nine, I'm going with Halloween five, the revenge of Michael Myers. All right. Um, Beautifully shot film, uh, terrible looking mask, 
Um, I thought Don Shanks did a fine job as Michael. I thought he was a, a scary Michael. He had a, a strong presence. So this is something that's always bothered me about this franchise is the lack of fucking continuity. Let's, I mean, obviously starting with the mask, but Jesus the Christ, when did the fucking Myers house become the Munsters house? I mean, it's, <laughs> and then it changes again in part six. I mean, it's like, like no we, one's going to notice it. Yeah. Does no. nobody. And then, and, I mean, to be honest with you, you know, when they switched actresses, the JC Brandy as Jamie and Halloween six, I didn't know that was supposed to be her until years later when somebody said oh well you know jamie and i'm like wait a second that's supposed to be jamie lloyd oh that <laughs> no idea no fucking idea had they just paid daniel harris what she wanted we would have had so a little bit more continuity there but it's you know just throwing them out there you know just um i don't have to i don't even have to say why i don't like these movies you guys do it for me now you do it the thing with me. the house is you couldn't <laughs> have got you couldn't have got a b unit to just go shoot the house or <laughs> right. build a house and then you're gonna do the rest of the shit on a set anyway yeah right. you couldn't have got a b unit at that point when those money those movies were making a lot of money that late 80s money was coming in you know that stuff was starting to like really pick up yeah more money than they'd ever made on any of the other movies in the past. You couldn't get a B unit to go shoot that house at night for two hours. You couldn't get, right. you couldn't get a, a fucking, you know, carpenter to whip up a facade in the front of one of the, <laughs> uh, a pre-existing home. I could go on Google street map in five minutes and find a house in Salt Lake city that looks more like the Myers house. That fucking monsters looking house look. That was I got a house twenty. I got a house twenty minutes from me that looks exactly like the Myers house. <laughs> I see it every time I'm driving downtown. So there's my part five rant. Uh, that's my number nine is Halloween Five: Revenge of Michael Myers. I would say number nine. I'm gonna go. Oof. Jesus. Which piece I'm of gonna... shit do you want to eat, Chris? Do you want this one or do you want this one? We have uh, this one's got nine. peanuts. We... This one's just, got corn. Just eat your, just eat your McRib, Chris. Yeah. I, I know, man. Yeah, I like McRibs, bro. Come on. McRib's kind of good. Eat your McRib. I'm Have from your Memphis, bro. I can't, can't get on a McRib sandwich. Okay. I'm going to go with – I'm going to go – oh, man, this is tough. I'm going Resurrection. Resurrection. Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> Did you did you just get fucking body snatched? <laughs> I'm going resurrect. Oh this God. is we're we're on the last two, right? No, oh, sorry. Are you are you are you we're fucking? On the, we're on the last three. Are you, are you talking about? Banks in a Chris Nelson mask? What, wait, wait, hold happening? on. I might be I might be <laughs> off here. We have three more to go. Yeah, after after this one, there's two more. Uh uh. I'm missing one then. I think I think we're later. Yeah, I, I think, think so. I think we're Rob Zombie's Halloween. Yeah. Wow. And we've already discussed it. But I mean, I was so angry when that movie came out. Uh, angry, like anger, like <gasps> heated anger. Like I had friends going, "Dude, you need to calm down." about this you need to just take it easy and i was like no sounds so, no sounds so familiar. I, was, I was so i don't know why it heated my passion so much i think because if he did 
not called it Halloween, if he called it something else and put a different mask on it, I'd have liked the movie better. I'll say that. Because as a film, it's not a poorly made film. It's not a poorly acted film. It's got great effects. Wayne Toth always does great work. I mean, it's all, uh, that's all good. It was gritty. It had a very, you know, kind of not grindhousey, but you know what I mean? Toby Hooper's type of vibe to it, which he's a huge influenced by, you know. Um, but I was furious that all of the, that they just reduced him to a white, trash stereotypical textbook 101 serial killer childhood thing i was i was furious and and i i could elaborate of what i did but i'm not going to maybe another time because i don't need clickbait at the moment yeah that's true <laughs> but anyway well, i can tell you he drove by rob zombie's house and threw feces at it <laughs> <laughs> that's what he did anyway um all right am i going is this my is this my this is my nine yeah. Yeah. Uh, Rob Zombie's Halloween 1 at 2007. Yeah. Wow. wow. Here's and now all right, I'm now I'm going to talk about this movie. I always I let you guys talk about the movie when you say it and then when I talk I'll, I'll talk about it. I already it. talked about. I, yeah, I know me too. Did. I already talked so about. So I I love Rob. I've toured with Rob, no Rob. I love Rob's other movies. Halloween means too much to me for kind of what he, the direction he took it in. Now, what Chris said, if this was another scary person, just a normal dude in a normal face doing these things, this would have been a great movie. Might I say, as a director, shot very well. Yeah. Very classic, classic horror movie. Like, I, like I'd put it cinematically, top four maybe, in the top four of, of how it was shot, I really enjoyed. I don't need to know why he does what he does. Yeah. It, it makes it so less scary to know that he was just some kid with a, a super white trash mom and dad. And he grew up in a fucked up place. Like I, I don't care. It, okay. Now I know him as a kid and he's not scary to me anymore. You know, yeah. granted yeah. now he's nine and a half feet fucking tall, but <laughs> Love the actor. I forgot his name. Love the actor who played the stepdad, but at the same time, like William Forsyth. Yeah. The, Forsyth. the excessive, the excessive motherfucker. Fuck this. Blah, blah, blah. I was just like, come on, dude. Like yeah. this is it's too much, man. Like it, it was, yeah. it was overacting with yeah. good actors. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So, and I, I like Rob's movies and I think they're acted very well. And obviously again, back to the filming of it, amazingly filmed. Um, I thought, I thought the girls in it did a good job. I thought all the girls did a good job. Yeah. Um, it was just, I thought Dag did a, did a great job as the kid. Again, if this was any other movie, man, it would be way higher up there for me. I thought he was very vulnerable in the hospital. Could, could easily have been horribly acted with any other person. But um, yeah, Shotwell, just the storyline, you know, um, missed it for me the over excessive uh, gratuitousness of it was a little much for me i feel like rob is too good and too cool of a director to to the that feeling of over trying was there heavy-handed yeah. heavy-handed very heavy-handed well you know like i said earlier when you just said it again taking away the mystique of the character what what made this movie special it would be like saying okay i'm gonna remake star wars but 
you're gonna get rid of that force thing and like you know and not like lightsaber just gonna be like a sword you know yeah. and and yeah. And, and, <laughs> and you know and you're just like what wait what yeah. you know it, no yeah, yeah. this is what makes this special but also but if you go back to it and you say hey listen name these main five characters different names yeah and call it halloween something else yeah it's it's not yeah. a bad movie yeah, yeah. Or give, yeah. give it give but, it but remaking else. halloween one like no come on no. it's like it's like gus van zandt remaking psycho yeah. in color shot for yeah. shot with the, yeah. i was like what the fuck are you talking about did we cover that are we on we 10 did. 11 we're on 10 and 11 10 all right sean you want to go first you want me to do this one yeah. All right. This is, you know, we start in 10. It reveals what our, our last one is, obviously. Yeah. Um, this is going to be easy, though. This is the I, easy part. <laughs> no, now let's get was, off my lawn part. <laughs> other, than, other, than, other than shitting on friends, it's easy. <laughs> yeah. well, I, well, here's the thing. I, I've, I flip-flopped on this one, man, because I, I was really on the fence. I, I love I, that your struggle, your struggle has been with the most two terrible <laughs> yeah. Really? Yeah. I, mean, I mean, I had this answer for sure until I re-watched Halloween 2 last night. I rewatched Rob Zombie's Halloween 2 because I said, you know what? I want to be as fair as possible on this list. You guys quit judging me. I haven't said anything yet. No, 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 no. We're not judging. I'm shaking my head. Somebody's about to get unfollowed on Instagram. I'm just surprised that I'm shaking my head because you sat and watched it again. It was dude. That's why I'm like, well, here's the thing. I saw it in the theater. Then I saw the director's cut on Blu-ray and I have not touched that movie since. All right. And I thought, you know what? I haven't seen it in so long. When I went back and revisited the 2007 Rob Zombie film, I was like, okay, I've got all that off my chest, all the anger, all the things you guys said. And I'm like, I'm going to sit down and kind of look at it from different perspective. And I was like, you know, it's not that bad. Take away all the disappointment of it not being what I want it to be. It wasn't bad. And I'm like, okay, it is better than some of those other sequels. But I watched the part two last night and you know it's it's a well shot film um it's got it, it's <laughs> it's uh <laughs> it's uh it's got some great makeup effects it's got it's got but you know the thing that 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 makes that film so hard to watch for me is you know Rob clearly doesn't have a very thick skin and, and was definitely not, I, he reacted badly when he got criticized for Halloween because yeah. he'd never been criticized in his career. I don't think, you know, and he always made great movies though. Yeah. Oh. Well, and, <laughs> he did. Well, he had always made great movies up until, yeah, he had done until, house of thousand corpses and oh. Devil no, sorry, great, great is great as they were. Yeah. I love good horror movies. Yeah, I like those two movies. Okay. I do too. Um, but anyway, you know, he, he, it's, it, when you watch that movie, knowing what I know, I mean, he was so pissed off at the journalists for shitting on his film. He has a whole scene where Mal- Malcolm McDowell rants about, you know, journalists and how, you know, they're, you know, they're scum. So many people complained about the over excessive cursing and he purposely puts in a scene with Richard Brake saying fuck 17 times in a row on top of his normal excessive cursing uh, throughout the whole film. 
a lot of fans complained about his use of Love Hurts in the first film. And he ends the whole thing with Love Hurts, a different version. It was clearly he was doing this the whole yeah. movie. Yeah. Yeah, and, yeah. And, and it feels like this angry film yeah. that he didn't want to make. And yeah. he, was, he, he just did it as a fuck you to people. And it, uh, you know, obviously all the stuff with his wife that stuff really ruins the movie. It, it, it shouldn't be there. The whole ghost young Michael. And I know Chance, he's a good kid who played young Michael, but he's fucking terrible in it. And I don't know why they replaced Dag. I know he had gotten a little tall, but still. Probably asked for more money. Have him slouch for God's sake. So they should have used Dag. And then the whole hobo Myers, he's been walking around as a hobo for two years and somehow acquired the world's largest hunting knife. I, I mean, it's like, I don't know what's going on with this movie. Uh, long story short. Wait, is this your number I haven't nine? said yet, have I? <laughs> he hasn't even... The suspense is building. He's been really good. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm I was wondering too. I'm like, is this is... I'm milking this I was like shit. getting confused. So I watched this movie last night and I'm thinking... Yep, it. I'm going with resurrection. It's uh, resurrection is it, it's resurrection is bad, but yeah. it's popcorn bad. Yeah, and I love Brad Laurie. He's one of my favorite guys on the planet. I can't make his movie last on this list, but but yeah, I I really struggled with it. I gave it another shot last night, Rob. I apologize. Yeah, sorry. That's my. We might as well just go ten eleven. That's my ten eleven. I'm going. Right. I'm going resurrection and Rob Zombie's Halloween two. Yeah. I am wow. the same as Sean. Resurrection Halloween two. Uh, resurrection was the movie at the time that kids that age who were really into horror movies they needed to make for those kids. You know what I mean? It was a. It was. A, it was this new online thing it had these young kind of hip actors in it i get why they made it doesn't mean it's a good fucking movie it's not um you know i think ll cool j did great in h2o but i didn't see the 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 okay let's bring another act let's bring another rapper slash actor in like trick or treat motherfucker and just the you know the online part of it. again there's good parts to everything, right? Brad Lurie plays that character amazingly, right? Like I think truly his walk is good. His, his actions are good. He's not stiff, but he's not loose, you know? And, and to me, right now that Pleasance is out of the picture, Michael's the, Michael's the key focus, right? So um, yeah, resurrection for me, uh, horribly acted, um, horribly shot i don't there's not much good i can say about it um, um let's talk about the mask though real quick the resurrection mask which is i refer to it as the metrosexual michael it's oh uh, dude it's, it's the worst i have one somewhere yeah. i, I have one is. that was made for the movie and it, and it's you know the hair is perfect it's all airbrushed perfect mm. and it do the eyebrows it's that, the zoolander that, oh, of yeah. myers masks <laughs> a terrible the, mask hey but you know what they did they rebuilt the house i give them props for that right. i give yeah. them props for that and i give they, them that's where the money went <laughs> yeah that's where the, that's where but, all the money was they rebuilt yeah. the house on some set in toronto fuck the mask get the money get the get the money get the yeah. house. we gotta get this we gotta get this thing right but yeah you know it was 
I don't know for that. And then getting into my last one, which is Rob Zombie's Halloween too. Again, man, yeah. it's, it sucks, wow. right? Cause I'm, I'm a, this is my peer in music. You know, this is a guy that I'm on festivals with all the time that we've toured with. Um, and I, I love house of a thousand corpses. You know, yeah. I love, um, devil's rejects. I think wow. they're great movies. Um, I just wish anyone else other than this guy would have made these two films for, so I didn't have to feel bad about dogging him, you know, cause he's the <laughs> sweetest guy and Sherry is the sweetest person as well. Yeah. So, but I'm with you, man. Listen, the fucking horse. Are you fucking kidding me? A horse? <laughs> and here's the thing. Horse, I get, I'm with you. It feels like an angsty, angry movie. Yeah. You can't do that with someone else's intellectual property. Well, also, you know I mean? there's no likable characters in that movie. No! You hate all of them. They're all bitching and screaming the whole time. Yeah. No, and I, I, I feel like they changed Danielle's, like, it was like she was the same character throughout, right? Even in 4 or 5, mm-hmm. and then in his version of 1, and it was just like, they just changed her, they changed Scout, they like changed all these people, like, to be like, they're like, okay, you know what? You know what you did in the last movie? We'll flip that on its head and be something else. But it was like, it was also like acted differently. Not like, oh, char- your character is changing as who they are. It was just like, okay, no, just act differently. Like, it was almost like, hey, I don't want to make this movie, um, which he kind of said publicly, if I'm not right, you probably know more than me. Yeah. Um, I know he said he didn't want to make the movie. Yeah. I wish he would have stuck with that. Yeah. And and not made the movie. The guy makes a ton of money touring. He makes a ton of money doing other stuff. Um, I wish he wouldn't have been so mad. I wish he would have made. I think he could have. Here's the thing. There's two ways you can go with this, right? You can see that people are dogging your first movie, and you can go make a fucking badass movie the second time around. Yeah. And s- fucking oh. swing and a miss, man. Also, you know, I I Michael and again speaking the every ah ah. And then the end, die! And then he says, yeah. I know that's the director's cut. He does that, but still, I watched that last night. I was like, Mike, I and don't want to hear Showing Mike. the whole face and yeah, like the, the homeless guy. Yeah, yeah the, like, the, it's just, yeah. ugh, you know? Well, Chris, <laughs> I'm pretty sure what yours are. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm right on, on par with you guys. Resurrection and, and Rob Zombie's Halloween 2. Wow, so wow. We, we all picked the same last the two. The same last two, yeah. Resurrection was laughable and, a, and you know gimmicky. It was a gimmick. It was around that time where a lot of horror movies were were you know doing a gimmick thing. You yeah. know, and, it was and, made uh, for the time that it was made for, and it's and which dates it as soon as it comes out. Yeah, <laughs> and you're right. You know, if you go back and, and watch and, that movie now, you're like, what are you nerds? What are you on dial up? Yeah, it's like <laughs> it, it's just so gimmicky and and not even worth. And yes, I love the metrosexual you know, hot topic, Mike Myers, you know, type Bell thing. Beaker to fucking bail. That's, it's, that's Oscar. That's Oscar, Oscar, you gotta go, Oscar buddy. to bail. Um, no. It's killing my sound. Um, <laughs> this is what happens because you guys have cats. But I don't have cats. Okay. I have dogs. Don't bash on my fucking cats. I will I'm reach not. in. I know, I know I how serious. Reach in. I will I reach how, into there. <laughs> I know how serious you take your cats. I'm not <laughs> also, let's, let's not gloss over the just sheer disrespect of the way laurie strode was killed in resurrection i mean yeah oh yeah just yeah. really well, that's listen is that's that a is the, who, 
who's that on though? Because she didn't want to come back and do this. So, yeah, yeah. And then, oh yeah, we gotta we we gotta go back to the. Uh, oh no, he choked out a security guard, changed clothes with him in the midst of all this. Right. Come on. Yeah. And, the, and, and, and yeah, it's just like, holy balls. You know what I would have given to be in the writer's room when they're like, know. how do we get out of this? Oh, there was no writer's room. There was no room with writers yeah. in it. <laughs> There's not a, there was one dude that's like, listen, one dude I know like, he got his hair cut off, but listen. Yeah. No, <laughs> yeah. And I, and I, I think it. I told Chris this. I'm not going to get into the story part of it, but I had written a treatment for a follow-up to H2O when I heard they were going to do it. And I sent it to to mustafa and i don't know if it was ever looked at considered or anything but i thought it was a good idea and i went by myself 10 a.m screening opening day at the theater empty theater by myself and watched resurrection i felt like vomiting afterwards i was so <laughs> just i'm like you're kidding me you made that right. i mean can I we was, crowdsource? Can we crowdsource making your treatment for this? Because honestly, we can just redo this whole thing right now. You know, I'll, I'll tell you what else I made. I also had a really good idea for a Rob Zombie Halloween three, and and someday I'll tell you guys. Now I think when you hear my idea, no, I think when you hear my idea, you'd actually be, you'd go, wow, that is pretty fucking cool. Trust me, I'll tell you guys later, and then all right. It it was a it was a good idea. It was a let's just leave that one where it lies. Somebody keeps okay. Calling. So Hold on two seconds. So this number keeps calling me. It's Rob Zombie. Hello. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> hey man, what the fuck? I hear you yes. guys. Yes. <laughs> I'm everywhere. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay, so let me finish my. Sorry, we talked about resurrection. Yes. Yeah. And let's talk about your Terrible. thoughts on the classic Halloween two. From 2009. Give me that. Give me that. Um, Again, so angry that I, I, I don't even know. I I barely have words. I I didn't see it when it first came out because I was so adamantly against the other one. Yeah. And I was just like, why, why bother? You know. And then I, and then so I I watched it on whatever you call it, cable satellite. I got maybe 10 minutes into it and turned it off because I have no problem doing that. I will turn shit off. I will walk out of the theater and get my money back. I do not care. Well, let's I also, know. Let, let's also talk. Well, let's talk about that opening. I mean, the first 25 minutes of the movie is a psych out. It's, it's, right. it's, it's a dream. And I'll be honest with you. I enjoyed that first 25 minutes. It started off gnarly, brutal, just going for it. And then all of a sudden it's a nightmare. I'm like, you got to be shitting me. Really? Really? That whole thing was a nightmare? Yeah. And this goes back to my point in that, yeah, Hobo Myers fucking murdered me. I was like, I can't. Anyway, I I kept going back and watching it in pieces, like picking up where I left off it. Because to sit through the whole thing, forget about it. So finally I did, I, I, I sat through the whole thing and then knowing that I think that besides it being just ludicrous and ridiculous with the ghost and the horse and the, what, what, what are we talking about with the beard sticking out from under the, <laughs> I'm like, 
what are we doing now? Why is he wearing a waxed jacket? I don't understand. So anyway, so he- I would have loved to have been there while Chris is watching this and, and like actually physically getting mad. Oh, dude, I get <laughs> so angry. Like my girlfriend would be like, stop watching it then. You're getting too upset. Like she's worried that I'll have a heart attack one of the days. I probably will. That's probably how I'm going to go out. I'll have a heart attack, be getting angry over watching a movie or storming out of a theater. <laughs> sure he's a very nice guy uh, listen you guys aren't the very ones who are going to be on you guys aren't the ones who are going to be on blabbermouth next week it's going to be me so don't worry about saving face it's going to be all i don't know about, i don't know I about, so. well, mostly we need to you. get some more subscribers so hope blabbermouth picks us up <laughs> oh don't worry don't worry me scathing rob zombies movies will get us on there dude if i if i if i have a day where i fold my laundry i'm on blabbermouth so don't worry <laughs> Um, I, you know, so there we have it. Here's a, it. my thing with Rob Zombie. First off, I'm a fan. I'm a fan of Rob Zombie. I, I've yeah, been a fan music. of White Zombie. I, I'm a fan of his music. I go to his concerts. I have a very rare oh, White oh, Zombie. Very nice. That's very, badass. very rare White wow. Zombie Iceman right here. That is badass. That is very badass. badass. And I actually think he's a good filmmaker. I think he's a very good director. I think he has a great eye, uh, great art direction. He's an artist. I just wish, I would love to see Rob Zombie direct someone else's script. I would love to see him direct a really, really good, well-written script by someone else. And yeah. Because I'm not really a fan of his screenwriting but I think he's a great filmmaker and I'd love to see him do something with someone else's script. That's the thing about 2007, right? Shot amazingly. Yeah. Like it, it looked vintage in 2007. It looked like an older movie. Kind of like how the, how 18 reminded me of the pacing was good. Mm -hmm. um, visually was great. I just, again, you're, you're right. He, all the characters are the kind of same, you know, over tongued. That's just kind of what they are. And it's like, you know, you, you took a classic movie and chose to remake it and do your own thing. And it's like, listen, you know, the pool you're getting into with these people, you know, when it mm -hmm. comes to Halloween, these are star Wars people, man. Yeah. You know, people yeah. like us, we take this shit really seriously and it's, you know, should we, are we fucking nerds for doing it? Probably. Yeah. But you know what I mean? But at the so same what? time, it's, it's, <laughs> so what, you know, yeah. it's like, it's something that it's something that means something to, to us and we don't have to explain why it does. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So I think that when you take something on like that, you, you got, you got to balls up, man. You got to learn how to take the criticism because you did take characters and you did make, make them very foul mouthed and very, and listen, you got to play to your audience, right? Don't think that I don't get that side of it. Yeah. But if yeah. you're going to take something so classic, what a giant gaggle of people would call the greatest horror movie of all time and redo it, taking artistic license is one thing, flipping the shit on its head is another thing. When, uh, when we were making the Halloween 25 Years of Terror documentary, I'm the one that got Rob uh, on board to, to be interviewed yeah. for it. At the time, he was just a fan and I just thought you know he, he'd have a good perspective and everything and I remember I went to I went to interview him at his he was in editing on Devil's Rejects at the time and I asked him one of the questions I asked him was if if you were ever offered you know because remakes were suddenly becoming the thing I said if yeah. you were ever offered a remake of Halloween would you do it and he said absolutely not and I remember his words were uh, would you remake the Wild Bunch? Why would you do that? I remember we, that. 
Well, no, we left it out of the documentary. Oh, really? I, we, is that yeah. not anywhere? We didn't. We didn't put it in the documentary. Did it come yeah. out in print though? Because like I, I remember Maybe. him saying it, something like, somewhere "Would you remake whatever classic movie?" Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I heard that. From but him. that was his response to me directly asking him if he'd ever remake Halloween, and he said Man, no. Money, money talks and bullshit walks. Money does talk. Yes, indeed. But. And by the way, they are remaking the Wild Bunch. <laughs> <laughs> Is Rob Zombie directing? <laughs> In podcast, right there. <laughs>you have anything you want to plug or share for the shinedown fans that tuned in that were like this wasn't about shinedown oh dude <laughs> our fans are gonna lame. love this our fans are gonna love this man they're gonna because they're halloween fans too well so i'm not speaking for all of them some of them. um we have the new smith and myers record which is me and my singer's acoustic thing comes out october 9th uh and that's it I, you know i'm not a big plugger so i don't, I don't like plugging my own shit but um, I, I, I will say publicly now, I don't know if we're going to keep what I said in earlier, of the dozens and dozens and dozens of interviews and podcasts I've done during this quarantine, if not all time. This is my favorite thing I've ever done, by far. Uh, you guys are awesome, and um, I hope you'll have me back because I've had a blast. Uh, we, we've been doing this for two hours. That's yep. awesome. Which is insane. I, <laughs>